All right, what up, guys? We are live. So we have a really fun uh, debate for you today. We got Andrew, who you guys know, he's been on this channel about a bazillion times. Uh, it's a pretty interesting uh, kind of uh, relationship slash partnership that I guess me and the Crucible audience have formed because we're so totally different in terms of ideology, but uh, we seem to have really good conversations together. And then you guys know Sergio from Purple Pill Podcast. He's been on my channel, I believe, once. But I also was on his channel. Uh, he has a pretty cool podcast that I think deserves more recognition. So uh, check that out as well. And they're going to be debating about marriage. So Andrew is pro-marriage. Uh, Sergio is against marriage. I'm generally going to be uh, hands-off uh, you know, during this debate unless I have to step in. I don't think this is going to be nearly to the same level of, uh, let's just say, intensity as the Bosch debate. But you never know. You never know. Also, I see a few of you guys in the chat saying, oh, well, when's the speed dating? Speed dating is tomorrow. I promise it is happening tomorrow. But uh, this uh, this debate is going to be a lot of fun. So I think we should do this. Let's start off with doing like two or three minute opening statements. Sergio, since you were the initiator, I think you should uh, go first. Uh, give your opening statement of why you think marriage is a bad idea for men or kind of what your positions are. Then Andrew will give his opening statement. They'll just be open floor. And then we'll try to keep this to no more than an hour and a half, unless it's like getting really juicy, two hours max. And then we will try to do a little bit of an open panel, uh, which I feel like we didn't get enough time to uh, to get that done last time. But anyway, let's get into it. Sergio, kick it off, my man. Yeah, so um, I believe that we're in a post-marriage society. Uh, I think that pre-marriage uh, coming about 6,000 years ago with religion, I think it came as just control mechanism for men, the Bible and everything that is. Hang on, uh, hang on real quick. I'm sorry to cut in, but Sergio, is it possible you're using the wrong mic? It sounds like maybe you're talking through a computer mic instead of through your regular microphone. I thought that we had checked that, but I guess not. It actually sounds pretty fine on my end, but yeah, you can double check. Yeah, that. my settings are correct. So yeah, I'm not sure why that's for you, man. Uh, okay. Never, never mind. Go ahead. I didn't mean to. I'll, 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 I'll equalize it on my end as well. So you guys should be good. But okay. Anyway, uh, kick it back off in uh, Sergio. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think we're in a post-marriage society. I think uh, pre 6,000 years ago for homo sapiens for about 100,000 years. So for about 95% of our time, 94% of our time, I think that we did something called interchangeable monogamy or serial monogamy. Uh, serial relationships um, because I mean that's just was the norm before marriage uh, you there wasn't any type of control mechanism on men marriage is a control mechanism that's why the man gets down on one knee to propose to the woman it is all to for the man to submit to her and give her all the leverage in the relationship after that point um, I think that it is the greatest thing uh, in a good society like we had for the last 6,000 years and it was great to push us up to the point that we're at right now it's something that we we definitely need it, and it definitely is the best route. But in a post-marriage society, um, when body counts are at where they're at, when marriage divorce rates, uh, the marriage rates are as low as they are, um, we have to start looking at other solutions for things because not everybody's going to come out in these perfect relationships and uh, you know, um, doing everything how we want it to be or how we wish it to be. So we have to start coming up with solutions for if it's not going to be perfect. Um, I would love for us to come up with other solutions where we change the laws and we change things to make marriage have more incentive. But like I said, as of right now, in this post-marriage society, until we change anything, I don't think that men should be getting married um, unless you find a unicorn. If you find a unicorn, I think that you should go for it. But I don't think most of these men are going to find a unicorn. Okay, Andrew, uh, kick it off. Okay, well, first and foremost, uh, to Mel of uh, Fort out in my chat. Happy birthday. 
a longtime Crucible member. Just wanted to throw that out. With some of my opening time, because this won't take very long, I don't actually understand what the argument is. Is the if I think that he's saying that the argument is that men are controlled by marriage. My argument back is that men actually control society, so we can control the outcomes for marriage too if we so collectively choose. That would be my first argument. Uh, but kind of moving forward from that, try to understand that you still have all sorts of stats that you need to contend with. So I haven't heard him bring up religion at all which is insane. If you look at the stats for the religious who get married, it's far different from the stats of the secularists who get married, and it seems to favor religious men to get uh, married. Their health and happiness is far better. They make more money. They're more stable. And by the way, he also hasn't brought up the most pivotal point, which is what about children? We do need to have children in this society, I assume. And so if we do need to have children in this society, doesn't he want them to come from homes? where there's a mommy and a daddy and they're married, knowing what the stats are for unmarried uh, couples is worse than for married couples. And the chances that you can walk out the door are much higher as well. So I just kind of want to get right into this and see what uh, what his options are for these things as a society as a society wide prescription. Yeah, good. Like good point. Definitely good points. So the thing is, I come from a divorced family. My parents divorced when I was around six. My parents remarried pretty quickly after um, because of that, there was a hyper competition between my two fathers. My stepfather and my father hated each other and it caused my father to do whatever he could to sign me up for sports, get me into more competition so he could spend more than just his every other weekend with me. Um, so he could be coached <laughs> for the teams and do more stuff with me. My so it sounds like uh, sounds like divorce was really bad then. And it sounds so, no, like so it would have been optimal you, if your parents stayed together. Well, if you would let me finish, then you'd understand. What I'm trying to explain is that my stepfather also taught me hunting, taught me how to drive race cars, taught me a whole different skill set. So I was able to have two different skill sets from two different fathers that were both six-figure men and killed it in life in every aspect. Um, and I had two mothers that were actually pretty excellent mothers too. So because of that, I actually got it as a cheat code. Now, there are people who have it the, the horrible way whenever a divorce happens. The thing is, is we know that bad things happen to so society. People, I, I don't like, care. We need to listen, find listen, the best Stop, 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 stop. I don't care about your anecdotes. I care about the argument. Are you proposing that all people should have two moms and two dads? No, perfect. No, good point. So who do you give advice to? What age of men do you give advice to, Andrew? I don't give advice to men. You don't give advice to men. You no. don't give Tricon prescriptions for anything. You don't I think give, that I give society wide political prescription. I give society wide political prescriptions to things, but I don't do advice giving. I'm not a one of these red pill PUA teachers who writes some kind of fucking program and tries to sell it online. I'm a political commentator, a political pundit and a political debater. Right now you're talking about a political issue which is the political issue of marriage. And if you want a prescription for that issue, I want to actually hear what the prescription is because you're saying that men shouldn't get married at all, which seems insane to me. And I haven't heard a single argument out of you for how you would even accomplish this as a prescription, one. And two, uh, all you do is kind of give me anecdotes. So you start off with an anecdote of my two dads and my two moms. It's like, well, that's yeah, great. Because, because there's nuance. And even if we were giving prescriptions to the wide to the wide variety, this is this is what I'm talking about for in general, because in general, the marriage rate is low. In general, the divorce rates are high. In general, 80% of women initiate divorce. Yeah, those are so, all is statements. Yeah. So what's your ought statement? What ought so to what, happen? Yeah. So what I, I, I had a child outside of wedlock, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it was a horrible thing. I'm still raising her perfectly. I have 50-50 with my, with my, uh, the mother and my daughter. The thing is we have all these negative 
um, connotations towards these things. And we think that all this stuff is so bad. I'm a broken man from a broken family, but trauma builds men and it, and it destroys women. So I don't understand why it's a bad thing for men to choose a certain route. Wait, wait, wait. this is, you, you, I don't even think you realize how stupid what you're saying is. You're saying that because, <laughs> because trauma builds up men, shouldn't all men then have to go through a divorced family because it's going to build them up like it did for you? No, I'm saying that there's a high percentage chance that that's naturally going to happen to a man. So we need to focus on the solutions and not crying about it because it's feminine to cry and complain if about it. It's a high it's percentage very feminine chance. To complain about it. If yeah, you come so up with if, a solution for it, that's masculine. Yeah, if it's that's a high percentage chance that this is going to happen, don't you want to go out of your way to have prescriptions so that it doesn't happen rather than going out of your way to have prescriptions for what you consider an inevitable I will happen religion is the best prescription but in a post-marriage society when people aren't religious and women are sleeping around and we don't all go to church and we're not all perfect then you have to think of other solutions you have to figure out well there's if it's not been go a that time, way, what is the best way to do it that dude, way there's never been a time where people have been perfect or that society has been perfect you think for instance that when people are getting <laughs> when people are getting married during wartime that that's perfect or when people are getting married during times of famine, that that's perfect. That's insane. Andrew, you're trying to tell me the internet age, the last 10, 15 years, hasn't drastically changed the world? You're living in a bubble. What are you talking about? What does that have to do with anything I just said? What I'm saying is that because it has drastically changed in the last 10, 15 years, it takes drastic changes in the sexual marketplace. We're in a post-marriage society. It's not the best for anybody to be getting married. It's not It's not the best for you the man. You just got done saying that it was the best thing in the world for the religious to get married. Now when everybody's again, sleeping around in the hedonistic world, when it's a hedonistic world where everybody's sleeping around, everybody mm -hmm. is hurt. Do you disagree with me? That yeah, but why wouldn't the prescription... That doesn't make any sense. So why wouldn't the prescription instead be to move towards policies, prescriptions for society where people were less hedonistic rather than just say, this is the way it's got to be, fellas. Nobody, so I nobody, guess we're just going to hey, have to knuckle. Well, I guess we're just going to have to knuckle under and deal with the fact that society I'm sucks. All about, I'm the only person in this space that talks about solutions. I'm the only one who actually teaches guys how to go get on the board of cities of their city and their local government. What do you mean? I push for this more than anybody. There's not push one what? person in the What are you pushing, pushing for? guys into politics so then we can actually change things, get pushing their political them into po started. Getting so, their career started. Okay, okay, by hang on. Let's, let's back up. State, which is Just more than on. anybody else is saying to calm, do. Calm down. Let's back mean? up for a second. Let's back up. Okay. What I'm talking about when it comes to a prescription, you're saying to me, Andrew, society sucks right now for men. I don't disagree, right? Things are unfair for men. I don't disagree. We're moving into a post-marriage world. I don't even disagree with that. It does seem like we're, we're moving more and more in the West towards a post-marriage world. However, if you're talking about prescriptions to these things, don't you want to move it so that we're not in a post-marriage world, so that we do live in a world where men and women can have dynamics again, where men and women can get married again, and where the divorce rates are much lower? Here's an idea for such a prescription, for instance. No-fault divorce. No-fault divorce has drastically increased divorce rates because it gives an incentive for women to get divorced. That would be a good prescription, for instance, to get rid of no-fault divorce so that we had less divorces for these more optimal outcomes you're talking about. And All you're talking about is just, hey, everybody, accept it and take it and put up with it. Oh, Andrew, good luck with – hang on. Andrew, hang on. Let me finish. Okay. I'm almost done, and I'll pass it over. Your only prescription is good luck. Welcome to the new world. Here's your two dads and two moms. 
So that's that, that's just one thing you heard. But the thing is, two things can be right at the same time, Andrew. I can push men into politics to change things, while at the same time finding solutions for the shit that we're in right now. That's the problem. Is so everybody give me those. complains and doesn't actually do action yeah, behind give me those solutions? Those are what I care about. Like I said, if if we live in a post marriage society and say a guy wants to have a child, there are women out here that <laughs> you're that guy that will still have your child even if you're not married. There are women out here that will still love you and still want to be with you for the rest of their life without marriage. There is just depends how good of a man that you are. And it's in a society like today when guys kill themselves at or off themselves at nine times the rate of uh of after marriage after a divorce that's a big deal men need to protect themselves not every man is going to be able to make it through those types of things but wait so a second of that, we need to again find like why i don't know why you don't understand this i can agree with those stats and even say that that's true but then when i look at the root cause the root cause would seem to be divorcing divorcing seems to be the root cause so if i have no, prescriptions don't, don't, don't get don't, married hang on stop so if i have prescriptions to eliminate that root cause while keeping intact all the benefits of marriage, especially with children, that this would be like no fault. Divorce would be one of those causes. There's other causes that I can give you as well that would be very helpful to solving this problem. Uh -huh. Again, your only prescription here seems to be just accept that this is the world and there's nothing you can do about it. But at the same time, you talk out of the other side of your face and say, but I am pushing men to do something. What are you pushing those men to do? To do exactly what you just said. We can all agree. I'm not, I'm not that different from you, Andrew. And like I said, like, don't, don't like straw man. I'm saying that both things can be done at the same time, okay? Both things can be done at the same time. You could sit here and push men into politics and do the exact laws that I agree with you on should be changed. While at the same time, having because we can't just click our fingers and the law is changed. Okay. We can't just do that. So because of that, you have to have two things. Two things can be right at the same time. This is, do we don't live know. In wait, do you even know what the process of changing a law is? Could you even tell us what that is? Do you think that I need to be able to do that for me to be able to push people to make a law change? I mean, you just got done making this statement that, <laughs> Oh, Hey man, you can't just snap your fingers and change a law. What do you think the process for changing a law is, sir? It's actually having these types of conversations, but at the highest These types of conversations change the laws, huh? Well, that's the how process. Are you, how are you supposed to change the laws if people don't even know for the best solutions? And even if nobody's even talking about those solutions and it's getting viral, that's the problem with the world today is nothing. So, you, actually so why don't you just say, no, viral. Andrew, I don't actually know what the process is to change. No, the laws. Andrew, I don't even need to know what the process is, is my point. That sounds I about don't right. I need to know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you think that I need so to you're know gonna that, do both, you're going to do both. You're going to do both of these things at the same time. You're going to do one of these things, both these things at the same time. One of these things, you don't even know what the fucking process is. You're just making shit up as you go. Andrew, if you think that, you know, grandstanding and thinking that you're above somebody because you understand how laws are made and I can't articulately tell you right now. You and articulately I, it. It's hard yeah, to articulate sorry, this stuff, I'm isn't not it? I'm not articulate enough to be yeah, able to one day you'll be head. able to articulately tell us how to articulately laws into existence, hey man. Are you married? I am. So everybody probably argues from the point of view that they are, you know, that they're living. And uh, would you want your woman to divorce you? Do you want to be divorced? You want to stay together for the rest of your life? Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's what you want, then don't you think that telling other men to do something similar um, just because it worked out for you is kind of damaging when we live in a society that that's not how it's working out for other men right now that are younger than you. No. Why? 
because I want the best prescription for everybody. And when I look at all the stats and all the numbers, I see that the gains that men get when they're in these happy marriages, especially if they're religious, are overwhelmingly beneficial, not just to them, because I'm not a hedonist, but to who? I have said this multiple times, the children. You do want to have children in your future society, correct? You actually want to have kids in that society? Yeah. And, and don't you and you don't you think <laughs> and don't you think it would have been optimal in your situation, even though I understand you had the child outside of wedlock? I'm not judging you for this, but I am saying that if if you could go back and have the same child, all things equal, same kid, no distinction at all, but with a woman who you really loved and cared about, it was just you and her and the child, wouldn't that be your preference? Of course, but in a well, then, world, then you just you conceded to, the debate, you sir. Sir, you just conceded the debate. <laughs> you no, just conceded. You did. No, I, I've told you at the very beginning of the stream that I agree with all religious prescriptions. I actually teach on my show religious prescriptions. You can't believe in pres religious prescriptions and then preach hedonism, lunatic. It, what you don't understand is that two things can be right at the same time. This is what's so hard for you to understand. I don't know if your brain can't comprehend that you can do one thing while doing another thing at the same time. You can say what is best while also saying that in this society, there's these other options that you can take because you're not going to be perfect. Or if you fuck up, this is what you can do. Because the bottom line is guys aren't living in the same world that we lived in 20, 30 years ago. And we're trying to do the same Disney fairy right, tale. So you know what I want to do? I want to collectivize men so that we can begin to change laws so that we can move back towards a world where relationships function and marriage functions so we can have all the benefits for us, for the marriages, and the most importantly, all those benefits for the children, which as you conceded five seconds ago, if you could go back and have your child with a woman who you loved and you stayed together with that woman forever, you would prefer why wouldn't we be moving all of our energies towards that world instead of towards a world where we can all be a bunch of hedonist pieces of shit who are just fucking everybody, playing house and being assholes, uh, and at the same time somehow trying to produce these wonderful religious outcomes for people. Don't you understand how stupid that sounds, man? Do you understand how stupid it is when, wait, here, I got to ask you this. So a girl that goes to church and she has a 20, 30 body count, but she's a born again virgin. Do you want a guy to marry her? Do you want a guy that's, you know, uh, that has a two body count to marry a woman like that? Uh, do I want a guy who has a two body count to marry a woman who has screwed 30 guys? I mean, yeah, largely, stop, stop. I'm going to answer your question. Largely, this would be up to the guy uh, and within this hypothetical. Let's say, though, let's assume all things are equal. and We can say this. I'll use the exact same hypothetical back. Assume that you had a woman who had a 30 body count, but was a born again Christian, told you that she was going to live the rest of her life for you and do everything in her power to make you happy and that she understood that she made these mistakes. Or you had a woman who had a 20 body count, but had none of those fucking values whatsoever. Uh, which one would you take the risk in marrying? Neither. You you find one that that's that's younger, not the hypothetical. The hypothetical is bifurcated for a reason in order to probe your logic to find out if it's consistent. If you only had those two choices, which one would you pick? Obviously, the one with the good morals. Right. Right. So, the, so what we've established then is that morality is the preference of the day. And so that's what we ought to be striving for. So will you answer like mine now?
I did you know, answer yours. So, so which one would you, so, so do you want a guy that has a low body count? We'll just say a low one. We don't have to say two. He just has a low body count to be with a woman who has a 30 body count. She's a born again, Christian. Woman? If she, if she loves him and she's going to live her life for him and he loves her back and they have a wonderful family together for the rest of their life. That's what reforming is about. That's what that is literally is about. sending men into the fire. That's literally it, those it, women it's your preference too. <laughs> did that for thirty bodies, and then matching her with her social calibration compared to a man that's only been with three, four, five women. It's not even close to the same. She's gonna run laps on him and take full advantage of him. How can you even say that that's okay for men you to do that? Said, that's, that's so you're asking? You're, oh, that's why bro, I'm bringing up that's the problem with marriage is because you're putting into the fire if they're gonna marry women like that. Stop spurging. Listen, you're talking about optimals here. Okay. In this particular case, you could make some case. It's not socially optical or optimal. Sorry. It's not socially optimal for them to do this. Okay. I can concede that that's true, but then you have to answer this. Are they doing anything immoral? What do you mean? Are they doing something immoral? Like is the woman doing something immoral? Or is anybody of these parties doing anything immoral? Well, no, I'm just then saying I it. don't fucking care. You got to understand that telling guys that have a low body count to be with a woman that get married to a woman that possibly is a boring inversion with 30 bodies. You I mean, just said there's nothing wrong with it. You That's literally just though. said you there's nothing wrong with it. Married? The people getting married right now is that exact scenario I just said. A guy with a low body count, beta bucks, dude, with a woman with a high body count, and she's going to run game on him for there's the rest nothing, of the nothing, But there's nothing immoral about that, right? No, it's just horrible for the guy, and he's going to end up hurt, and he's going to end up the one offing himself <laughs> so, nine times. So you're saying that guys should do what's in their optimal interest. Okay, but there's nothing inside this situation which is immoral, correct? I don't see how that has anything to do with what Because, again, why is it that you're not striving for the most moral system? Because within the confines of the moral system, we have the best outcomes. And that's what you want is an outcomes-based society. That's what you just said. That's what hedonism is. You want outcomes to be really, really, really good. You already said that you would have the preference of the moral woman, even over the woman who had the lower body count, who had lower morals. So if you don't see anything morally wrong with it, I don't even know why the fuck you're teaching it. Well, let's change it around then. You said 20 and 30, which is a really stupid number. Honestly, let's say five. If the girl had five but bad morals, I would choose the girl with five. Because you don't understand that most people aren't living a moralistic life today and going to church. So because of that... You, right, you understand they, to be a really good person and not be awful about all crazy about morals. The thing is, a girl can have a low body count, and that that's a sign of her having good morals. So if she just has a five body count, that's the problem. Is you're assuming so that they have a choice like, between a twenty and a thirty body count yeah. girl? No, they have a choice between a five body hey, count girl. This is too. great. Actually, this is good. Now we're making progress. So it does sound like you think that if a woman has a lower body count. One of the reasons your preference is towards that woman is because you think that that's a good sign of virtue and therefore morality. Hey, that's yep. great. And if you think so, then you think that it's a moral prescription, Sergio. You understand now? You think that this well, yeah, is a moral Yeah, I'm just prescription. saying that your example was horrible because you put two numbers right next to each other. That's why I made mine so broad. I said a five body count guy with a 30 body. It's, it's, it makes it, 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 a very it wouldn't matter if it's one to two or two to 20. Oh, trust there, me, it does. No if we look at, I'm sure you've seen the Not stats. Not for the purpose of the bodies, hypothetical, man. After 20 bodies, it is a big deal. I'm sure you've seen all the stats. After yeah, but, 20 bodies, but do you realize, don't you understand that within the confines of the hypothetical to test the logic, it doesn't matter. 
now if you're going to map it on to like reality this is this is what's real um i again i can concede the point because it doesn't matter if you're mapping it onto a hypothetical to test the logic you understand the distinction there yeah but i'm still gonna stand on the fact that you're sitting here trying to say that uh that it's 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 no difference or that the morality for a woman with 30 bodies isn't as long as she's a born and christian it's fine like that's good that's asinine that, that you even say that that like guys no, are like listening said, to that right now argument, and they're, they're okay to be with listen, a woman like that you're not even that's tracking no if not, she's moral you said if she's no, moral right no bro, she you, bodies, you moral. bro you said that when i asked you that question you said that would be your preference no, but then right after that, no, you, do we need to re re rewind the tape, bro? Yes. You literally said, you literally said that it would be okay as long as she's moral for a guy to choose that. Or it's up to the guy to choose. You said it would be up to the guy to it choose. It is up to the guy to choose. Moral, but if she's moral, that's a good choice. And no, it's not. She's not moral then. You can well, go get a younger so woman. It's, so, it's, so, it's it's immoral? Immoral? so now, so it's immoral. <laughs> it's not so, that hard. Yes. So yes, it's immoral? Yes. Okay, yes, yes. If a woman is has 30 bodies, okay, and she's a born-again virgin, she's not moral, bro. She's just chameleon. She's just a chameleon, okay? So, no, you go – I choose – I teach guys literally how to go find young women, and the whole reason why is because they don't have high body counts, and they so, haven't had trauma yet. So, hang on. So, so backing up. So, if a woman – has a 30 body count and that and is a born again Christian, your exact words just now were that means she's immoral. However, when this hypothetical is put to you versus a woman who has low moral character as a 20 body count, not a born again Christian, your preference is still the immoral Christian. Okay, let me explain this to you since it's uh, and let me dumb it down for you a little bit. So here's the thing every study shows after 20 bodies, the woman's fucked, okay? So when you give an example like that, like that really dumb example with 20 and 30, yes, obviously it's basically the same thing because they're both fucked up women. They're both already over 20. That's why and I said- you still prefer the one that's a Christian, right? Because it's, they're both fucked at the end of the day. They're both so fucked. Both, they're both so, screwed. So, so the so bottom now, line so what makes, one so of those. Okay, got it. Stop spurging, bro. You have to stop. Stop spurging. So back to this, I, I just, this is begging the question, what makes the woman who reforms becomes the born again Christian and then refutes her past and says, I no longer want to be this woman, right? I'm no longer going to do these activities anymore. Yes, I fucked up, but I'm not going to do it anymore. Why is she immoral? Because she should have thought that 15, 20, 25 bodies ago. So. She's currently immoral, even though she has recanted this activity, no longer engages in the activity. She's always for the rest of her life immoral because of these things she did uh, before she she cleaned up her act and reform. If you're somebody that has anything to lose, wouldn't you want to have insurance and make sure any girl check the car facts, you know, make sure that it's like a, a, a good thing on on paper and that's not good on paper. Any man would say that it's not good to be with a woman who had the uh, the want to do yeah, those but this things. This is not my question, you. though. You, you, I just need you to focus on what I'm asking. Why is it that you think this woman is immoral? Immor morality, uh, as a reference point, they've shrugged the, off all of this behavior, no longer engage in it. But you just got done telling me this woman is still immoral. Just the fact that she did this at all, she's always immoral. There is no path to redemption. She is forever an immoral human being. Now, do you honestly believe that? That's not, that's not, so this is why I'm, I'm going to explain it to you again. 
So okay. it's a percentage chance thing. If the percentage chance is higher with this woman of divorce, of bad things happening, then you shouldn't give them a chance. I don't care about the morality. I don't care. <laughs> it's a statistics game. And as men, we need to be looking at those types of things. You can't just go into it blind and thinking, I trust her. It's no yeah, big but, deal. She might have made mistakes in the past, but she's morally yeah. good now. But Sergio, no, Sergio it, is, it is about the, the, the morality, though, because what you're really focusing on is bad outcomes. And you think bad outcomes are bad. If you think a thing is bad, you think it's immoral. If you think it's good, you think it's moral. That's how that works. So bad, immoral, good, moral. So if you think these things are bad, you think they're immoral. For instance, I think getting a divorce is bad. So do I think getting a divorce is immoral? Yes, right? These, this is what I'm talking about. Could there be reasons for getting a divorce which are good? Yes. You see what I'm saying? So when you're saying when you make these kind of bad and good prescriptions, fair enough. Okay. I agree with you that probably you shouldn't be trying to run around and find women who have uh, humped 20 fucking dudes or 30 dudes or 40 dudes or even 10 dudes, probably far better and far more optimal not to do these things. However, to try to make this kind of bold claim that a woman who reforms stops those activities and then wants to devote her life to a man is somehow immoral. That's insane to me. You say, I don't care about the morality, but while we're talking about is morality. When you say thing good, you're saying thing moral. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like I said, men need to protect themselves more now than ever. Nine times the, the, the rate of offing themselves. Just when you look at anything, it shows any of the stats, the divorce stats, you're anything. Just NPCing, it shows, man. It you're just looping and NPCing. We've been over this. Yeah, I conceded this is true. But this but has nothing to do with the current status of the debate which is we're talking about why it's moral or immoral. There's no, so it really is not immoral for a man to marry a woman who has reformed, shrugged off her past, and no longer engaged in that activity. It's not an immoral thing, is it? You misspoke, gonna, and that was I'm incorrect. There, I'm not going to sit there and debate over the morality of a whore marrying a dude that she has way more social calibration over and way more advantage over in every aspect of a relationship because of her experience. So it's I immoral for those two people okay. to get married? No, it's not immoral. It's unsafe. That's well, it. Then what, then, I'm, what, I'm not, not, not going to sit here and debate you over morality. You know, you, what you're doing is quibbling. So okay. you, all you want to do <laughs> is you want to say there's stat. Well, the stats favor this. Okay. But I've conceded the stats favor that. So we have to get to the I underlying. I just do you understand that, like, that we have to get to the underlying bad. reasoning behind why the stats are doing this? Right. Why are the stats bad? Why are they sloped? Why are these things good? Why are they bad? Are you even prepared to have that conversation? Yeah, because, you... yeah, because interchangeable monogamy was the was the rule for most of human history. That's why nothing works. Marriage is not good for men. That's why it never usually ends up well, working start, out. Well, they want start, admit, hang on. If a man wants to have multiple women, mm -hmm. so it's never good for a man to get married. If then a man looks more let's likely try the interchangeable morality, women, it's not good. Let's start with interchangeable or I'm sorry, interchangeable monogamy. Let's clarify this and then maybe I can I can pinpoint down on this or hone in on this because this seems to be something you say a lot. So interchangeable monogamy to Sergio means what? Uh, multiple relationships within one lifetime, not just one person that you stay with for your entire life. OK, and you think that this is the historic standard? It was the rule for most of history. OK, where? Uh, pre six thousand, eight thousand years ago. Uh, that if you recorded history started fifty five hundred years ago. 
No, I'm saying yes. that if we just look at evolutionary psychology and we just look at what's been found, we can easily find these things. Like you could, there's evolutionary psychology, evolution. huh? Yeah. Do you not like evolutionary psychology? Well, it's bullshit. So no. <laughs> you don't like evolutionary psychology? Yeah, it's so not. It's, all a, the, it's, all it's foundation. On it. Its foundation is completely and totally founded on evolution, right? Evolutionary psychology. Oh, you don't in evolution. No. Oh, are you a fundamentalist? Well, are you I, a fundamentalist Christian? No, I'm an Orthodox Christian. I mean, it sounds pretty fundamentalist if you don't believe in evolution. You know I, mean? uh, I don't even think you know what fundamentalist means. Oh, no, <laughs> I know what it means, but most well, people are mean? Christians today, and they're actually fundamentalist Christians, but they act like they're all these other different sects. No, you're just a fundamentalist. Anybody who reads the Bible so you don't know what a fundamentalist doesn't is. believe in evolution is definitely mm. fundamentalist is somebody who believes that the earth is only 8,000 years old or thinks that the dinosaurs were never here or all that stupid shit. That's that, what a fundamentalist is, is, huh? A fundamentalist believes the Bible literally, okay? And that's what you're basically doing, it they sounds like. It. You don't uh, that's what a fundamentalist is. They you don't believe, believe in evolution? Literally. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. But you know okay. what? I'm still going to grant your worldview just for the sake of argument and ask you again, where do you think these things were going on with interchangeable monogamy or multiple partners where monogamy was not the order of the day post-universal morality, which we've had for 3,000 years? Yeah, so Homo sapiens go back about 100,000 years. So I would say from 100,000 years ago to about 6,000 and 5,000 years ago, whenever um, the Torah and everything was pushing everybody into getting married. Yeah, before that, I would say for the most part, it was a lot of interchangeable monogamy. And it was because like, say your wife or or you had like a girl or whatever, and like y'all had a baby, and then the husband goes and gets stomped by a woolly mammoth. Yes, she's going to have to go to another man after that to possibly survive. So yes, interchangeable monogamy was a thing for most of our history because a guy could die from anything. People yeah, die under, from all types of wait, shit. Even, even with monogamy, that, that would be the same thing. So you've always been permitted to remarry after your husband died. Yeah, that's so that would still be interchangeable monogamy. You're still going to another relationship <laughs> after the first one. So like, try to understand this, Sergio, because you're leaving this part out and perhaps you can evolutionarily psychologize it for me. <laughs> So if we move back uh, to 2000 years to universal, universal morality, universal ethics, what we find is something very interesting, which is that if we go back three, four thousand years, and we look at the records, we find that most men were not able to actually procreate because women have always been the gatekeepers. So what ended up happening was high status men were able to hoard a lot of women onto themselves. You agree that that's true, right? Yes, the now this, yes, now this was the that. this was the order of the day for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. What we find, though, that's so interesting is that once the ethics move over to Christian ethics and universal ethics, now there's enough women readily available for all men. When that happens, crime goes way down. Society stabilizes. Happiness indexes go through the roof. Inventiveness goes through the roof. Family quality goes through the roof because now suddenly there's enough women for every man. That sounds like it's highly optimal, even via your evolutionarily psychologizing perspective. Not it's only that, like not only that, that, but try to recognize that if you believe in evolution, which you do, then the pinnacle of your belief is that human beings had to have evolved towards monogamy. We had to have evolved towards it or we would never make laws or anything else regarding it in the first place. Andrew, were you listening when I first started my first statement where I said that 
I agree that everything that was happening from religion and through monogamy and marriage, that it was all a good thing. I know that that's what brought us to this point. I know it's the best thing. I'm saying what is. Yeah, but we evolved towards good, it. Okay? Yeah, but you have to also concede the second part of the argument. We must have evolved towards monogamy or we would not yeah. have monogamy. You're right, but we can evolve right back with the internet turning us you into can re animals. You can evolve yes. back? <laughs> yes, because the internet has made us... I, I, you think the internet makes us smarter people? We think, have access to more information that... ever, and, and you, you think that it made us smarter, or do you think it made us dumber with access to more information than ever? Well, it's... A, it, yeah, yeah, but, but before you jump the goalpost, I answer your question, but I just want to ask you, you think that we're evolving back? I think that we are going to take a step back not evolving back. We can't evolve okay. backwards. We live so in a emergency. We, so if we evolve so that our nature moved towards monogamy via evolutionary psychology, and we know, looking at the past trends, that when every man is able to have access to women, society is healthy, happier, children are healthier and happier. Why wouldn't you try to be moving towards that as opposed to anything else? Wouldn't that be your highest priority? It's almost as if we could do two things at one time, like I've said a dozen times to the show. Yeah, already. but you can't do two things at once if one conflicts with the value structures of the other, because one of them necessarily is going to be wrong. You so it contradicts your modalism. You have like a this bizarre modal model, and it works like this. Okay. You say, listen, right now, for the sake of society, because it's all fucked up, we should act like complete hedonist animal pieces of shit and as immoral as possible so that we can continue to push towards a moral society. Do you see how that sounds contradictory to everybody who hears it? You're saying all the values that I want, all the things I want to strive for, all the things that make society good that we should be moving for, fuck them. We need to live in the now, ladies and gentlemen. Do what's good for us right this second while we move towards that society. Don't you think you've moved towards that society through behavioral adaptation of even the few of us who understand that that's where we need to go, living that lifestyle and being trailblazers for the ones who come after us, rather than just giving in to, oh, well, society's fucked up. I could fuck it, I guess. <laughs> Andrew, every night on my show that I do a panel, I teach these women the religious prescriptions. So they do exactly as oh, you, yeah, just do you tell them that fundamentalism the means is I believe in the Bible. People, <laughs> but the problem is that, yeah. But the problem is most people, though, don't live a perfect life and they can go back to that. So I have to be able to also help them even if they're imperfect because not everybody's perfect or can be perfect. So because of that, you have to do both. It's really crazy that for perfection. live in this world where it's just, you could just always, everybody could just always be perfect. You just, everybody needs to be over here. And if you're not virtue signaling and over here, perfectly virtuous, then you're over here. And that's ridiculous. Do you also believe that heaven and hell is, is a place that you go after death? I do don't you think that not hell? No. And do you think heaven is a place that you go after death? Yeah. Really? Some people. Yeah. Really? So heaven isn't here on earth. Heaven isn't here on earth. No. Hell isn't here on earth. Well, we call it, if you're talking about the eschaton and what you would consider heaven, then no. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. See, this is the problem with Christians today. They don't even understand Christianity. They don't even know the, well, own, gee, own it doesn't, it sounds like one of us doesn't understand it. No, you don't even understand heaven and hell correctly. This is pretty bad. And I'll I say don't. most Christians are in the same I'll tell you what, you. if that's true, can you give me a single Bible passage that even references hell or heaven even once? No, I don't have to. I've, can you I give me a to. single Bible passage that says anything? 
No, I don't have no, to. No, you can't. Fucking Christians don't understand anything. You can't even give me a single quote from the Bible. The dumb Christians don't understand nothing, though. Give me one quote about it, then. Since Holy you're the Christian, shit. you should be able to give me ten. Unbelievable. Right? Give me one on heaven. Unbelievable. Give me one. I want to redirect where we're getting off topic in religion. We can, You guys can, Andrew can sum up his thoughts because uh, I think uh, Sergio made the comment last about him. But after that, let's redirect back to uh, the initial topic, which is marriage. Yeah, okay. So just kind of me wrapping this up on this end. And by the way, wife, get me some coffee. Uh, Sergio, you should tell your wife to get you some coffee too. Yeah, my girl will gladly do it because I have a nice, young, beautiful girlfriend that I got after having my after leaving my baby mother, you know? The is thing she there is, with you I'm, now to get your coffee for you? I have a whole separate studio from my home because I'm able to afford stuff like that. I'm on multiple businesses. Even though I'm a failure that came from a divorced family, I you somehow got, ended you guys, up... You guys, you guys are both doing it wrong. What you got to do is train your dog to get you coffee. They will never leave you. That's, that's really... I'm the game right now. I think okay. that's fair. <laughs> train the dog oh, yeah, I, will, I will definitely be building a studio at my house soon, and I will make sure my girl comes and brings me coffee right there in the studio just for you and your Tradcons to see that you can still get women to do that for you even after you do everything the horrible way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you have a big, beautiful, nice home, you can just build a fucking studio right there. It's no big deal. But anyway, but kind of back to the topic, back to the topic at hand. Uh, yes, it was a cheap shot, but okay, you seem like you're a good sport, and it's all in good fun, right? So no, moving dude, I on. love you, Andrew. I, yeah. Andrew, I love you, honestly. Okay. I don't, so, I don't like all, so moving back, so moving back into the topic here at hand, uh, now that we've established there are moral principles that we do need to operate off of, don't you think that it's conflicting for you to be giving advice which are antithetical to your own morals? I understand uh, telling men or messaging men, giving out like a signal, like a bat signal almost, saying, look, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. It's bad that men uh, have these high indexes of suicide rates. That's terrible. It's bad that you get fucked over in the divorce courts. That's awful. All these things are awful. But we still have to think about children, Sergio. And men do have duties. You agree that men have duties. And you also would agree that it's optimal for a man and a woman to be married when they do have these children. And that is a society that you want to live in. So shouldn't we be pushing for that more than anything else, man? Yeah, I really want people to do it that best way, man. I really do. I really do want people to do it that best way. But some people are fuck ups like so me. So how do we get you on our side to advocate for that? How do we get you there, bro? I, I, like I said, on my night panels, every time I tell these girls the best bet for them of a guy is a good beta bucks man that's not going to leave them, that doesn't sleep around, that doesn't have access to multiple women, and is just a good man that is never going to leave you after the child comes. I, glad, I, I really push for everything that you push for. I really do. I give probably the It doesn't same sound like it. That, no, I do. The problem is, is that I understand, like I said, that there's people in my situation or people in shitty situations, baby mamas also, like not even just baby daddies like me, baby mamas too, that did it wrong. And they need help to, to get back in line with whatever Coffee's works the best hot. for their life. The help. Hmm. You know, I really want my coffee at a perfect temperature. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just. Dog for. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, but, but no, it doesn't sound like you are. It sounds like you're saying that um, I, well, I mean, I get one aspect of it where you're trying to kind of give a descriptor for problems. So one of the broad reasons I like talking with the red pillars and the manosphere people is I think they give excellent descriptions for issues. 
It's the prescription portion of it that I have an issue with. It's the prescription problem that I run into that I, I, that we really have the, all these contentions with. So I don't have any problem with you giving descriptors of societal issues. And I think that that's God's work, right? We need more of that. But when it comes to prescriptions that favor children, favor the family, can you give those to me and what you advocate for and what type of prescriptions you're moving towards? Yeah, I, I, so the number one point of my show is to teach women red pill truths so then they can become better too because it's not good for just men to learn this shit. Women can learn these things too and become better also. The number one thing I teach them is to keep their legs closed. That's the number one thing because well, if they don't sleep around, because if they don't sleep around, it forces men to become better. If women just stop tomorrow having sex with Chads and Tyrones, Chads and Tyrones have to get off their mom's couch and go become real men of society, okay? So I do push women to the best person that they should choose. Dr. Do you David think, it's, do you think it's immoral for women to have sex outside of marriage? Uh, I mean, the thing is, I just understand it happens. Is it immoral? Uh... I don't know if it's immoral. It's it's wrong. It's bad. If you said wrong and bad means immoral, then yes, then I guess immoral. I consider it immoral. What would you say makes it immoral? Just that they'll have worse outcomes if they do? It's going to be harder in their future. The, the high likely, higher likelihood yeah. so of having the to outcome. go through trauma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's going to be the outcome. What about men? Yeah, I definitely think sleeping around for men is bad as well. That's why I preach relationships. The whole point of my show being called Purple Pill Pod. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Hang on. Before you go off on a tangent, plugging yourself again, we'll have plenty of time for that. But when you're talking about these relationship dynamics, then you agree with me that it's immoral to be having sex outside of marriage? I understand that the way society works, this is the problem today. A lot of people don't want to be understanding. I understand that society is messed up and people even like me have made mistakes. And you can still come back from your mistakes. Negativity. Unless you're a woman who's had twenty, life. who's had a twenty body. Yes, count. trauma destroys women and it builds men. It, trauma destroys women. This is why we've made guard women for all of history. Yeah, we've but, always but made here's the thing: if you reason. claim, if you made the claim like you did in your opening statement, which I have the note right here, you said that trauma builds men and builds men's character. You're saying that it does not do that for women. That trial does not do that for women. There's a higher, I mean, there's different types of trauma where we're, we can talk about physical and crazy hardcore trauma. And then we can talk about, you know, a guy yelling at her all the time or her father being, you know, just a mean person. Or yeah, something. that's so not my question, a, though. I'm just asking, like, just direct yes or no. Physical trauma? That, yes, it destroys trauma. women. A woman that, no, no, no. Because just verbal abuse and things like that, I don't put that in the same category as physical abuse or grape. If a woman has been graped or she has gone mm -hmm. through physical abuse, that is serious trauma for a woman, and it can destroy their life, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, but I mean, if a man gets scraped, it can do the same thing. I agree with you. Yeah, so when you're talking about, then, the equalization of what you consider trauma, which is character building for men, wouldn't you say it's equally true for women? No, because this is why. So a guy who goes through trauma, we've always been disposable throughout all of history. Women have always been the vulnerable sex. So we've protected them and men have always been the disposable sex. So if a man goes through trauma, there's two routes he can go. He's either going to go the route where he becomes better and he learns from that trauma and he becomes the strongest man possible. Or he goes down the route where he's a piece of shit and he's horrible and he becomes the worst man possible, an addict or whatever. And if he takes that route. We don't care about those men of society. They're disposable. There's a reason why the suicide rate is as high as it is. Nobody cares about those types of men at yeah, all. But I'm not understanding how this man, is tied. Bro, I'm not understanding, though, how this is tied into your trauma argument of if men go through trauma, it builds character. But if women go through the same types of trauma, it doesn't build their character. 
because a woman going through the same type of physical abuse like a guy would go through, she's going to be way more. Women are emotional. Can you agree with me that men are logical and women are emotional? I think that, yeah, for the most part, oh, I would tend to agree. Yeah. So, so when women go through trauma, they take it more mm -hmm. in an emotional way and it's a lot more damaging because of them being an emotional creature. If, so women, if so the guy's logical, it doesn't hit him the same way. So then women, generally speaking, cannot deal with trauma as well as a man can deal with trauma? That is, yes, that is my belief. Okay, sure. so you think then that men are, their characters built up by this trauma, whereas women are destroyed by similar types of trauma, which I'll even concede that this is true. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I got your worldview correct. Now, moving, moving past that, this begs the question, then shouldn't you value women in a different way? And if you value them in a different way, isn't it a male's duty then to make sure that they're not going through that kind of trauma? Absolutely. So I, I speak on this a lot. Men are supposed to mate guard. All women too. Mate guarding isn't just for your spouse. Mate guarding is what fathers did for their daughters, what brothers did for their sisters. Yes, we are absolutely supposed to protect and mate guard women. Women don't want to be protected today. So that's a little thing that's stopping that from happening all the time because they want to be men also. But otherwise, no, I completely agree that we have to protect women. And the best way to do that is I agree with you getting married and doing all those things. Once again, we're in a post-marriage society and that's just not happening. So if so that's true, so then listen, here's, here's how we'll just tie this up. So if that's true and it's our job to protect women and we have a duty to do it, you are assessing that all of the power dynamics in society should move towards a patriarchal structure as the default. There's no way around that. After all, men can go through this type of trauma and women can't. Women must be protected by men because women cannot protect themselves, right? So if that's true, then overall, the analysis from you must be that men are going to be the architects and arbiters of change, right? We have to be the arbiters of change and the architects of change. Absolutely, brother. So if this is true and we have to be the arbiters and architects of change, then why wouldn't we change the society in such a way as to modify the behaviors that we want to see rather than giving into the society and allowing ourselves to become the same hedonists that you're currently preaching against? Because two things can be true at the same time. Oh, man. You, you just walked really yourself simple. through the logic and still failed at the end of it. No, it's just very simple. It's just that I can <laughs> preach to these women to stop sleeping around. And at the same time, I can understand as a male that it is my best strategy to not do certain. And here's the thing. I want to get married. I truly do want to get then married. Then you don't I have a duty. Do don't the you understand is, then? You can't say I have a duty. I have a duty to protect women and I have a duty to change the society into what I want, but I'm going to shirk off this duty for my own personal hedonism. You either have the duty how or you don't have the duty. How, how am I doing it for my own personal hedonism? Explain. You, do you, you think currently that these relationship dynamics are not optimal between men and women. You want to see these things change for the best values for men in general. I would agree with that. You want to see men have the best outcomes. I would agree with that too. What, the way that you're not going to see them having the best outcomes is if you see the, and the allowance of this type of promiscuous uh, behavior from women, the type of women who are not getting married, who are incentivized to get divorced, all of these are uh, kind of contrary to the outcomes that you're talking about. However, men can collectivize according to you and your logic and mine, which you just agreed with, and we can actually put a stop to these kinds of, of organizations on the underlying, so we don't even have to deal with the surface problems anymore. In other words, we can make legislation to get rid of no-fault divorce. We can push men 
into positions of power where the patriarchy can actually make these types of radical sweeping changes you want to see in society in order to limit this kind of behavior. Why wouldn't you put all of your focus on that instead of saying, I want to have my cake and eat it too. I want to guard myself and take no risk, even while at the same time, I believe that I have a duty to protect women. Because the strongest point that I have to push behind the fact that the laws need to be changed is I'm one of the many men that want to get married very bad, that want everything to be different, to give more incentive for men to do that. So by me doing that, and I'm telling you, there's nobody else out here, especially in the red pill space. And, and by the way, the red pill space hates me because I preach relationships. They hate me for it. Okay. So. Well, well, you, you guys all hate each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. All you fuckers hate very each true. other. I don't know. <laughs> very, very, very true. But at like, the end of I haven't seen any of you guys who ever get along. I think I get along with Alex, and we have some of the most conflicting worldviews you've ever seen. I feel like I get along better with him than he gets along with people who actually agree with his worldview more than I do, <laughs> to be well, honest with you. Pro probably, <laughs> probably true, but, well, it depends. There's a lot of people I get along with, but, yeah, there's a lot of, like, catty fighting and like little mean girl type of shit yeah he said this about me yeah. it's a bunch of clicks man it's because rollo is a giant click and everybody tries to get on the rollo train and it just causes everybody to suck on the teat of rollo and that's the problem with the red pill space like they're all they all read evolutionary psychology just based off of what rollo said evolutionary psychology is when you go read the evo psych books yourself you'll get a whole different picture of it it's not yeah, even I'm, I'm dropping a video tomorrow where I'm going to be uh, uh, going through about a dozen studies that they talk about all the stuff. And most of the Rolo, Red Pill, Black Pill talking points are complete trash. They're based on half truths and outright lies. Well, look, I'm glad yeah, about uh, so I'm glad about some of these things that I hear out of your mouth. I'm glad to hear that you're trying to tell women to be less promiscuous. They'll have better outcomes if they aren't. I agree with that. I think it's totally true. I agree broadly with a lot of the descriptors that you have. But when we come to prescriptions, I really don't understand why you wouldn't focus all of your energy on reformation of society to the benefit of all men, rather than giving them a conflicting message which says, hey, uh, guard yourself, do everything in your power to not really participate whatsoever. Uh, that just makes no sense to me. You want the same prescriptions that I want here. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's more it's more of a strike. It's more of a strike as a man of saying, look, until y'all change this shit, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not playing. We're the games. architects of change. We don't I know. need to so, strike. So, 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 we can, we we're the fucking, we're the patriarchy. We just go in, we legislate this shit, right? We don't fucking, we don't we're have to fuck around and go on strike until women agree. You know what so, I mean? So, Andrew, Andrew, I have a guy who's a who's a mentor in my program, okay, who comes on my show often, who ran for Senate here in Texas. His name's Dr. Matt. Shout out to Dr. Matt Rastami. He's an eye surgeon. I bring that type of stuff on. I want the He's a married man. He, and he, he, he literally pushes for his trad cons as it gets. He wants all these things to change too. Mm -hmm. I'm pushing men to get into their city, local governments. Nobody else is doing stop that. Telling them to not, but stop telling them that. to not get married. Tell them instead to find high value women to marry. And yes, I do. I, I tell them if they find the right girl. But also, but also, shouldn't you be realistic and tell a lot of men too, right? That, hey, look, you might want to settle. Because you fucking suck. There's a lot of men out there also, and this is like kind of hidden out I in plain sight, who fucking suck and probably I should agree. settle, right? So I, the I, thing I, is, I, is I, like I say all the time. I agree with you. Yeah. I think men suck today. I think women are sucky because the men suck. 
I think the women would be great if the man were awesome because women fall into their femininity when the man is in his masculinity. No men are masculine today. So, so, no, I'm over, over, so then come over to our – hang on. We're almost there. So come to the dark side, the non-degen side. Get rid of this no, non-positive no, 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 messaging which you have and instead focus all of it. on Throw it all on red, man. You know what I mean? And let's move society towards – Let's move society towards what it is that we want to see. No, no, the DJs are way more fun. Stay with us, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do both, both, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep. I, if you ever, if you ever want to check out my show, what I do is I give prescriptions. I checked out your show. But, but, I watched but, but, one I show get... where you told men to spray cologne on their fucking car so that women would remember their smell, so that, that they'd be more likely to have sex with them later. That was one of my. Come on, man. That shit was lame. That shit was fucking lame, dude. You didn't even just quote me. You quoted one of the guys that came on my show. I support that. Listen, let me try to bridge the gap here. You guys are actually not far off at all. But here's the big difference. Uh, Sergio's position is that, hey, in an ideal world, an ideal society, marriage totally makes sense. It's the ideal thing. But we are not in that society and the way things stand now, until there is change, we can push for that change. We should uh, legislate for that change. Hang on. I just I got to cut in for just a second. I'm really Whoa. sorry, Alex. But my live chat just a second ago hit 404, which I feel like is a poetic number for you guys. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> What's, what is for? You mean 304? That would be the poetic yeah, number? Yeah, it was a 304. Fuck. 304. Fucked it up. See, yeah. I, that's, that's, I don't even understand the fucking D-Gen lingo. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Alex. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. I, I just want to bridge the gap. because Again, you guys are not far off. So what Sergio is saying is that, and correct me if I'm wrong about any of this, Sergio, is that, hey, listen, ideal world, marriage, great idea. I would support it. And I think we should uh, push legislation. You know, we should be political in order to make laws better and blah, 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 and blah, blah, and make men better. However, at this current point in time, the way things stand, I think for the majority of men, marriage is a dangerous proposition versus what Andrew's saying is like, well, no, I still think that marriage is the, even the way things stand now. I agree with you that things could be better and we should push for that. But even the way things stand right now, marriage is a good idea for the majority of men. That's, that's, that's the disagreement. You guys can yeah. correct me if I'm wrong about your position. It's a good idea for the majority. It's a good idea for almost every man I can think of. Exactly. Right? As, long as, it's to, as long as it's to a virtuous woman, but to kind of Sergio's oh. point, I understand that there are less and less virtuous women to choose from. I'm not disputing that that's true. But kind of the crux of my disagreement at this point is that it seems like Sergio agrees with all of my value structures, agrees with the prescriptions that I'm after and things like this. But on the other hand, is also preaching towards men to not get married. He's telling them, he, in fact, he told me in DMs specifically, I want no men to get married ever. And when questioned here, he says, it's because we're on strike. Well, no, Sergio, you don't go on fucking strike. You go out and you change the society like the leftists did that fucked this whole thing up to begin with, like the progressive communists did that fucked it all up to begin with. You don't go on strike and just let them continue their bullshit, man. Wait, Sergio, were you being hyperbolic or do you actually feel that uh, no man should get married? I think that there's always going to be beta men that are going to get married, so we can't stop all men. But if I could tell all men to stop doing it right now until we get some real change going, oh, yeah, I would definitely say all men just stop right now until we get some real change going. It's because right that's now, insane. It, it, that's insane. Like, let, let, me, let me try to bridge the gap. But it sounds like earlier you were agreeing with Andrew that, hey, if you are one of those rare guys who meets a really virtuous woman, uh, I think for you a big metric is body count, who's a virgin, she has all the values that – 
you you're in favor of body, bro just low body count is good enough it doesn't even need i i teach guys how to find a girl with a low body count i think that you can i i believe i found a unicorn i believe i have a formula to find unicorns most guys don't though most guys use dating apps most guys go to church most guys go and just find women at the worst places possible church and when is they the worst do, place to find women Yes, I think that the church is one of the worst places because you will find those born again virgins, those women, 30, 40 and 50 body counts that think I, I actually see them all the time come on my show and I see them go to church on Sunday and then they're drinking Sunday night and Saturday night. They were out the night before. These women are not virtuous women. They're not good moral women, but they sit there and they act like they are because they go to church. They, they go to church here in Dallas called social. I think it's called social house. And it's literally like a party, bro. It's literally like a fucking club in there. And that this is, is a good time for me to bring up the super chat. I was going to bring it up later, but uh, this dude actually said something similar to what you were saying. I'll just put that out there and leave it at that. Uh, okay. Anyway, keep going, Sergio. No, I, I, I lost track. Um, but yeah, I was just saying that the women, the they're not the same at those churches, man. Like I used to go to a non-denomination. The thing is, Andrew, I used to be a strong Christian when I was like 13 years old. I used to go to a non-denomination. Yeah, we need to get you back to that. <laughs> I want to go back to church. I want to go and I want to go help the church become more patriarchal. I do agree. The thing is, I'm a very based ass Sergio here. Based oh, yeah. Sergio. Yeah, DJ. Don't listen to him. <laughs> yeah, no, don't listen. The devil on your shoulder needs to go away. Okay. <laughs> oh, the angel <laughs> needs to go away. Don't listen to the angel. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I could at some of these points again, I can make some concessions here for you, Sergio. Uh, I, I do think that especially Protestant churches. Uh, have become, and, and like the chatter says, chatter makes a good point. Uh, this is everywhere, right? Feminism has infiltrated all churches everywhere. Finding virtuous women is tough, but if you do find a virtuous woman, we do, you know, you do realize we have to procreate, right? And if you're giving men advice to procreate outside of marriage, you're necessarily advocating for bad outcomes. I don't want them to do it. Mine was an accident. I didn't plan to have my daughter. We, well, how are we going to sustain humanity, bro? If nobody gets married and has kids, how are you going to sustain humanity, Sergio? I'm really scared of that right now. That's my biggest fear in society is that we're not having kids. So I would love for us to change the laws. But if you're a guy that happens yeah, to be advocating this now, like I'm in, I will help you out and bro. get through that. that do you understand that, that you have too bad? You have a really bad position here. So you're saying, I don't want any men to get married whatsoever, leading to a worse outcome for a child. Yet at the same time, you say we have to have the next generation of children, right? So you're setting sure. the next generation of children up necessarily to have bad outcomes. Don't you understand how that's, don't you understand that's bad? Yeah, I got a question though. Okay. I made a mistake. I got a girl knocked up. Okay. I, I, this was, this was our first day. I didn't know her that well. It's very stupid, very big mistake, right? Everybody would say the worst way that you could ever do it. Right. Uh, I tried to make it work. I stayed with her for a year. I wasn't in, I was not in love. I could not have, I did not want to have sex. I did not want to do certain things. I wanted to, I rather had sex with other girls. I did not want to be with this woman for the rest of my life. Was it better for me to take my, uh, the, the mother of my daughter serious and wife her and stay with her and then do what a lot of Christian men do, which is cheat, use porn, use hookers. Or do I tell her the truth? Whereas, Hey, I don't fully love you. I don't really enjoy having sex all the time with you. I think it would be better for us to break up and you can find a man that truly loves you and truly wants to be with you and only have sex with you. And then I can go find a girl that I truly want to be with more. What is better? What is better, us you to stay brought, wait, together? Wait, wait, wait. Don't want to be with did, each other? Hang on, I just gotta ask. She, she, did you guys have 
plans to get married? No, that's why I'm asking. If an accident happens, what is somebody mm-hmm. supposed to do who has a bad situation? Like, <laughs> well, me? first of all, first of all, come on, it's not an it's not an accident. You didn't accidentally fuck the chick, okay? That was not an accident. Let's not uh, shirk off our responsibility. You didn't trip, <laughs> fall, and slip into her vagina, bro. Well, okay. that happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we can we acknowledge so, that you didn't? So, 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 so there's yeah. this thing kink play bro where like people like to ejaculate into things and then buy a plan b the next day because it's just like oh yeah let's take the risk yeah it's fun yeah, and that was not your situation <laughs> right that was not your situation you didn't accidentally that was my situation i bought the plan b and it didn't work like it like god had better plans for me god said you need to have this child and i had a child plan b did not work Are you i did sure? not work so huh? wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah, so that's to why get... I like to say is, oh, maybe I like to make the joke of, no, she probably spent the money on an eighth and cheat hot Cheetos, but no, I saw her take it. Okay, so like things. Shit so does hang on, stop, 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 stop. So backing up. Wait a second. Wait a second. You had sex with a chick, okay, and your big brained plan was to give her Plan B the next day because it makes you come better to know that. That it because it's kinky. I'm trying to explain to you how hedonistic this world is today, bro. So guys like me that like hedonistic you are. Yes, yes, yes. You based your entire ideology on the fact that you're into some kind of kink play with Plan B, and (laughs) now you tell all men that they shouldn't get married. You don't think that's a little bit fucking insane? No, I'm just saying that. (laughs) I'm just saying that when bad things happen and they don't go the way that you planned them. Look, I've done this. A lot of guys, okay, who sleep around and have a lot of girls, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Sometimes they ejaculate in the women and then just buy a plan B after. Yeah, because so they probably shouldn't do that then. That's I agree not a good you. idea. I, I a thousand percent agree with you. But what I'm saying is that when those bad things happen, somebody needs to be able to help those people when those things happen. Yeah, and, so and, I agree with that too. Usually that would be religion, church, family units, for, you know, places like this not where all you would time. go to Sometimes for support. those things don't have the best prescriptions I agree. For Listen. Again, I can even agree with that, but optimally, those would be the support mechanisms that you would turn to. I definitely wouldn't be turning to a support system that said, well, hey, look, bro, I understand because I'm also into kink play and I tried this plan B bullshit one time because it made me come harder and it didn't fucking work. I wouldn't go to that guy for advice. I can tell you that. Yeah, I'm just explaining to you how, how uh, you know, I was that guy, bro. Like, I lived in my city, and I was that guy that did a lot of stupid yeah, shit, Yeah, that's a I really – but listen, I, man. Like, as we're looking at you shouldn't make a societal prescription that every man shouldn't get married, even to virtuous women, in order to teach them a lesson because you're in plan B kink play mode. That's just fucking nuts, saying, dude. There's a lot of women, though, that get pregnant through the same exact method that I just said or something similar to that to a guy that they never yep. met. It comes inside of them. With. Yes, they get pregnant the yes. same way every time. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like we know how to prevent this 100% of the time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you come on their face. I get it. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, saying, though, man. When these bad things happen, what's crazy is that, like, in the Christian world, though, when this type of shit happens, it's just like, oh, you're horrible. You should have never done that. Now you just need to stop having sex and not do anything bad. But it's just like, dude, some people are already yeah, down your there. Fucking lesson. Like, what do you need to do to learn your fucking lesson, man? What do you mean? I have a great dare. And how dare those Christians? Well, wait. How dare those Christians from these things? Like those Christians say to you, "Well, that was fucking stupid." You know, you probably shouldn't be out fucking a bunch of chicks, or you might knock another one up. And you're like, "Damn those Christians and their stupid bullshit, telling us 
not to do all this stuff that ruined our lives. You don't understand. I really want to be the next future. I really want to be the next Nick, Nick Cannon. And the only way I'm going to get that by just leaning into that shit, bro. I got to You got to You got to You got to take your foot, I think, off the gas pedal a little bit here, man, and maybe reevaluate your priorities slightly. So as you're looking at this, try to understand you can't ha walk around with a performative contradiction like I want the best outcomes for children, but men shouldn't get married because that's going to lead to the worst outcome for children. We're going to have children. We need them in society. OK, so maybe we can just take a more mild approach. Let's try this. OK, just. Instead of saying no men should get married ever, say that men should get married to virtuous women. Virtuous women. Can we just agree on that? And then I'll call the debate good. We'll call it good. Yeah, I'll, I will. I, I will. I will say that for now on, guys, you you can get married, but she needs to be a unicorn. Yes, no, I will virtuous. There are virtuous women, and they're not unicorns. Isn't is, is, is your mom? Didn't you didn't you say in the intro that your two moms were virtuous women? Yeah, they were great. Forty years ago, though, the times are different now. The times are not the same. We do not yeah, have but, virtuous. You know, they, were they always? Were your two moms always virtuous women? I don't know what they were like in their younger years, but they yeah. were virtuous as mothers. Probably, they were, I mean, they were virtuous mothers. as mothers, but maybe not in their beginning years. So it's like no. I'm saying still, I have no idea. I didn't see them when they were. Yeah, there's still virtue. There are still virtuous women. They're not unicorns, and I think that even saying that is ridiculous. And saying, hey, it's out of reach for everybody to find a virtuous woman. I, I don't even have a problem with you saying it's rare. Fine. You can even say it's rare, but it's not unicorn rare. I just want to know where people go to find this, though. Like, I honestly well, want to know. Let, let me post this question real quick to both of you, because uh, I think it's going to stimulate discussion. What percentage of women in the United States do you think are virtuous? Just a ballpark. You don't have to, like, 21.7%. Just a ballpark. What One. do you think it is? 1%? No, one woman. My I wife. Was, okay. Uh, well, no, but like, okay, that's fine. No. But like, what's the real answer? What do you think? What do you think it is? I have no idea. If I were to to give a guess on it, uh, how many women wanted to kind of follow virtues? They would have to probably come from intact families for the most part, and have. But even then, there's a lot of failure. I would say probably very low, very very yeah. low. I maybe twenty fifteen percent, something very low. Okay, okay. That's, that's actually way higher than I thought you were going to say when you said yeah. very well. Okay. I'd say, well, if I mean women who follow serious virtues, I think it's low. It's not taught to them. And there's no real expectation. There's no expectation for women to be virtuous, but there is still some societal expectation for men to be virtuous. In other words, I can't, even though you and I have completely different worldviews, Alex, no man would find it appropriate for me to stab you in the back. Right. For me to do some fucked up shit to you, they'd say that's not virtuous. Whether they're a degen or they're a Christian, they'd both agree that that's bad. You know right. what I mean? So I, th I just feel like there's more pressure on men still to be virtuous. And I do agree that we need to do something in order to start moving the Overton window so that we can have virtuous women. I just don't think that the answer is to say never get married even to a virtuous woman. And the other thing is, is I think that women can become virtuous over time. You might, you know what I mean? You might get married young and you might have troubles in your relationship. There may, but if there's no infidelity and there's no abuse and things like that, virtue can come over time and work and effort. And I think that that's necessary to acknowledge too. Is society fucked up? Yes, it's fucked up. I agree with you guys on all those descriptors. But when it comes to prescription, I want men to be taking action, the political level and beyond in order to move men towards that process of, I, I don't start with no fault divorce, and let's start with getting rid of these things. 
And let's not give a counter message that uh, men getting married is bad, even if it's to a virtuous woman, because we need to stand in solidarity to make these bitches behave. They're not going to behave. There's too many simps, too many fucking coomers, too many pieces of shit. You have to literally collect the vibes and begin to legislate uh, against porn and legislate against uh, no fault divorce and legislate against these things. That's what has to happen. There's no other choice. Okay, let me let me flip the question to uh, Sergio. What percentage of women do you think are virtuous? Depends what we're defining as virtuous, but if it's like low body count, like not sleeping around, like oh, then I think it's probably more to it than that, right? Like being yeah. Well, I mean, all the other things, but one of the big ones today, like I would say, the big problem that a lot of guys are bothered by is the body count thing, because that means that she has no, <laughs> like, she doesn't really pride, she doesn't have pride in herself, like she doesn't respect herself. So I think I, a lot, maybe she has low self esteem. So a lot of guys, I think, are going to attach to that, and if that's the case, I think five percent. I think 5% of women are actually virtuous and like the society is really pushing down the throat of 95% of women that you can sleep around you can do all this stuff and you'll be fine. If we don't care about body count, I, I agree mean, with him. That look, maybe look, that's true. Point. He's like, he's right. He's right about a lot of what he just said. I don't, I don't think that we find any disagreement there. In fact, I'm willing to uh, call it good without beating him up about the head and shoulders any more than I already have with just this one little tiny modification that he made, which is to say there are virtuous women. Yes, of course, many should get married to them. And we do need to have children, you know, like we that is an imperative that we do need to do that. Well, what I'm worried about is the fact that guys make way less money now. Women are out earning men in major cities uh, in some major cities. Um, you know, the at 60, no, listen, at 60. that's changing. That's changing. OK, so. well, but graduating from college, though, 60, 40. Um, yeah, so, but that's good because men are right, well, sorry, Joe, what, what, what you said is not true. I actually just literally I'm going to release this video in a few days. I just interview where I went up to couples, asked them who makes more money. Ninety five percent of the time the guy was making more money. Yeah. So what's happened? I, is, would, I would agree that that is the truth. But what I'm saying is that that's why guys aren't getting into relationships. And that's why guys aren't getting married today is because they're financially insecure. A lot of men cannot think about marriage or making families and stuff when they're financially not doing good. Yeah. But Sergio, listen, listen. Women have always done better in academics than men. Always. Yeah. All throughout and I, history. They've always, lot, yeah. they've always done better in, academically than men have. They've always done better in college. They've always done better in public school because the rules favor them. So yeah. they've always done better in those categories. However, this kind of pay gap that you were seeing is closing very quickly with trades. Men are getting into trades, which is great. That's fantastic because a good tradesman can make more money than a medical doctor if they have the right trade. And you, you are seeing that gap close very, very quickly. So even if women walk away with more education, first of all, they're not even walking away with more education. They're walking away with a useless fucking degree. Men are yeah. walking away being educated in a trade. And that trade requires as much education, if not more, over time to become highly skilled at it. So no, the, the gap is beginning to close. But not only that, we should incentivize that even more. We should incentivize men to get into trades even more. Uh, so, so kind of as I'm looking at this whole holistic picture, I, th I think that overall you have probably a pretty good message. If you could mix some morals in with it, it'd stop being such a fucking hedonist, man. And fucking <laughs> chicks and handing them plan B and hoping it works itself <laughs> out. Right. Like stop but that no, shit. No, I, I support yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, just, just real quick. I'll say this. Like I, yeah, we interviewed like at least several dozen couples 
over 90% of the time, the guy made more money than the girl. It's, it was very... Also, remember, you're in Miami, though, bro. Like, uh, uh, like if I talk to girls here in my city, a lot of the, my homegirls, because I'm friends with a lot of girls that are bottle girls, stuff like that, a lot of them are doing better than their boyfriends. They got really, really uh, nice, sexy boyfriends, but and they are you know, the ones that make most of the money um, in their relationship. So it really, I think it depends really what city you're going to, the type of people that you're talking to. It depends if they want the frame in the relationship or not. There's a, I don't know, like, like that's a really hard one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've never done this in another city, so I guess I don't know. All right, let's get into, let's do a quick closing statement. Then I wrote down several questions for both of you, and then let's do a open panel. So, uh, yeah, let's go, we'll go like two-minute closing statement, two, three-minute um, I think since uh, Sergio, you went first, then it makes more sense for Andrew to go first. I believe that's generally how they do it. Uh, so give your closing statement, then Sergio will give his, and then we'll uh, we'll get into the next part of the show. Uh, so first, uh, Alex, as always, thank you very much for having me on your channel. I really Anytime. appreciate it. And to all of Alex's audience, even if you hate my guts, thank you for suffering through another one of my debates. I appreciate that very much. Uh, over to my opponent, Sergio, you deserved every bit of the ass kicking you got tonight because uh, essentially what you're what you're saying is cognitive dissonance and you need to really address this point. But I think that just even with that one shift, it'll maybe take you down the road of looking towards more viable solutions than just telling fucking skanks to stop spreading their legs all over town. Um, I, I, I really do. So I would I would kind of focus on that uh, and then kind of the descriptors. I don't see any problem with. But start focusing on the prescriptors. What are we going to do about this shit? Because the hour is late and time is limited and you only have X amount of time between generations. And I'd like to see, even though the Zoomers are going to be all fucked up, as we know, maybe hopefully the generation after them won't be. And this is due to an installation of values. And we're going to have to at least start legislating some kind of values or we're not going to have any fucking values. So that's kind of my closing. And to my debate opponent, thank you so much for coming out tonight as well and having this conversation. I appreciate it. Oh, Sergio, you're up. No, uh, thank you, Alex, bro. I really love the opportunity to come on here, bro. I really appreciate it a lot. Um, Andrew, great opponent, bro. I, I love all your videos, honestly. I, I look up to you a lot. Uh, I think that you're a killer out there, and I've actually used some of your talking points because I think that they are so powerful. So, no, I really appreciate just having this debate with you, bro. It was great. I need to get better at all these things, so I'm happy that I even had this opportunity um, at the end of the day. The big thing that I want to say is, uh, no, I, I want everybody to understand, if you've ever watched my show before, I give biblical prescriptions very, very very often, especially when it comes to marriage and relationships, because there is nothing better than the prescriptions that are in uh, Ephesians or in Corinthians. There's nothing that tops them sometimes. So yeah, I really do like to stick by those prescriptions. I'm going to continue to do that. For men though, yes, I might change it up a little bit. I'm going to tell guys that they need to be good and not cheat on their girls and be good men in their relationships like I do in my current relationship. I don't believe in me going and sleeping around or spinning plates or having side chicks or anything like that. So I'm going to continue, you know, doing good relationships because i believe that's what we need i mean if we, if marriage is really hard for us right now we need to at least be in fucking relationships the way i see it because if we don't come together and at least team up we're definitely not going to save enough money or buy homes or do any things that we really need to do if we're stuck single like the powers that be want us to be the powers that be really want y'all to be single because that's how they're going to profit the most so <laughs> yes i just want everybody to come together um i want everybody that's andrew's age or old andrew how old are you real quick 39 39. I want anybody in that generation, Gen X or boomers. Um, I just hope they get that, their head that out. That would be a millennial, by the way. 
Oh, you're a millennial? That's yeah, dope. Millennial. So you're like me. Oh, well, I didn't know that that, that that would make you a millennial. But for Gen X and boomers or just people that are older, I'm 32, so just older than me. Honestly, I'm really disappointed. Um, the world is the way it is because the oldest generation of men didn't fucking do anything. They let all this fucking shit happen. They just sat around and wanted to profit and pillage off of the younger women and younger men and make money off all this hedonistic shit. So fuck all the older guys. I'm pretty ageist sometimes because I think that we wouldn't even be in the situation if it wasn't for that. Um, but no, nah, I really hope all the older men, you know, stand up and start doing stuff like Andrew and actually trying to push for things to change. Because if we don't have older men that actually try to do anything like this, we're definitely not going to move the needle. We're definitely not going to change any laws. We're definitely not going to have any change in the fucking at all. So yeah, I would just, uh, that's all I have to say. I really appreciate you though, Andrew. You're a great fucking, you're like an awesome person to, to go against. Andrew, Andrew's like, how the fuck did I become an older man? <laughs> yeah, well, the I, I would like to get one clip just for my channel, if you don't mind. Nothing yeah. big, but from both of you, can you say happy birthday, Melaforta? Uh, Mela, what? Melaforta. Happy birthday, Melaforta. Happy birthday, Melaforta. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate okay. that. Uh, so anyway, so I wrote down a few fairly challenging questions for both of you guys, uh, and then we'll open up the panel. It's not too many. So here's the first question. This one is for both of you. What is the body count cutoff for a serious relationship if everything else is perfect about the girl? So a meaning like she has, she seems like she is really great girl, like no red flags, purely green flags, super supportive, super loving, uh, everything you want in a relationship. What is the most in a hypothetical that your, her body count could be before you would consider being in a serious relationship with her? Let's start off with you, Sergio. So... I like to say that a guy should have three times the girl. So if she has a five, I think he needs to have around 15. And the reason why is because of social calibration. A woman from the age of 16 or even say 13 up to 18 or 20 is going to have way more opportunities of men coming up to them, pursuing them, talking to them, teaching them social calibration to the point where they're very used to dealing with men, how to subliminally talk, how to move, how to do everything. And so a girl since has higher social calibration at a younger age, usually, or with fewer partners or, you know, with fewer people, I think a guy should triple that if he, um, if he so does. That, so if, if, if a guy has a body count of like 300, then he can, a girl with a hundred is fun no i still so like like i i have a strong prescription of of under 20 is like like i don't think because the stats show over 20 is so bad i think over 10 is really bad i think over five is really bad but the bottom line is you're really going to get lapsed rain on you say if she has 10 and you have 10 or if she has 20 and you have 20, I think that her experience and her social calibration is going to be higher than that man. So to just have an insurance, to just have a little, you know, for just in case, he should try to triple her just so it's more likely to be in his frame. I think the relationships but, but are always to, in the woman's frame if she has a higher body count usually. But up to 10, right? Not past 10. Yeah, I really don't want guys to go over 10, honestly. Like five, honestly, is the best. But how many guys are going to find a girl with less than five? Probably none. Um, you might well, be actually to five. Five is the average body count of women yeah. in America, so that's it's actually a lot more common than you would think. But um, what if what if hypothetically speaking, that guy he worked in uh, sales or um, some job that forces him to constantly socialize, and his social social skills were top notch. He he did uh, you know he was a presenter. He did presentations all the time. He's an actor, whatever, and his social calibration was like way higher than the average girl. In that situation, would then it be different? You don't need the three to one rule. 
Yeah, probably not because he's more socially calibrated. I'm saying this in general for most guys that aren't socially calibrated today, which is most of the young under 25 guys. I think they all have very low social calibration. Okay, so your number. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Andrew, where do you stand on that? Do you even have a number? Yeah, so optimally, uh, one second, by the way. Hang on. This will only take. Andrew's on Pornhub. I was getting his coffee, bro. Yeah, I was looking at some Plan B kinks over on Pornhub. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Anyway, so the 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 question of body count is complicated. I'll agree with that. Optimally, I think that the correct body count for men and women is zero for marriage. That's that's what I would advocate for. But Andrew, we're talking about like a hard. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about both. Okay, so let me qualify it with this. Okay. Once the sanctity, though, of this is broken, once the virginity uh, is boom or bust for either the man or the woman, uh, that that virtue of chastity is essentially gone at that point. From from there, none of us are perfect. People are going to fuck up. Kids have to like we all know that this shit does happen. OK, but I would still look more importantly for women who are virtuous, who have stopped doing the skanking around, sledding around, things like this. So I understand that there is an intuition from men, myself included, that if you have a lot of sex with a lot of different men, you're not very valuable. And most most men don't want you and you would have to adjust your expectations accordingly. So if, I guess the more I thought about it since the last time I was asked this question for my own personal preference, like what would be the the limit of uh -huh. body count before I would never get married to a uh -huh. woman ever again. I uh -huh. think it would be five. Okay. I think that that, that would be my limit for, for marriage would be, would be five. Now, again, this is completely preferential and just intuitive. I have no data to back this up whatsoever. Okay. Uh, just, it's just preference point. So okay. I'm, but I am not saying though that, uh, women who have a higher body count than that or men who do can no longer be virtuous because that's insane to me. I'm just saying from my perspective. OK, I yeah, that's it. fair. I mean, five is the average body count of a woman in America. So, you know, you're basically yeah, like your answer is totally fine. OK, so here's the follow up question I have for both of you. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to the, um, you know, you don't want a girl with a high body count because she's more likely to divorce you. Uh, it's always the, the uh, Institute for Family Studies study that's quoted, which shows that women who have a higher body count are more likely to uh, get divorced. Right. That's that's the study that everyone is operating off. Whether you know, Lower happiness also is the other one. No, well, there's multiple studies. That that's, that's 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 typically the main one that uh, people talk about. So, do you think when it comes to body count and risk of divorce, it's a correlation or causation? Meaning that a girl who has a body count of thirty, she's more likely to have other traits that make her more likely to divorce the guy, or is it the fact that literally, like getting thirty dicks in a girl <laughs> somehow changes her brain chemistry and she becomes more willing to divorce the guy or changes her personality? So that's that's the question I have for both of you. Uh, whoever wants to start first, do you think it's a correlation, causation, or you think it's some combination of both? And if you think it's a combination, uh, which one is more important? Yeah, so environment and genes are going to play a part in everything for everybody. So if you come from – a lot of this has to do with upbringing, initial upbringing and environment, I think. So if you come from broken homes, things like this, you can see the correlate there between promiscuous behavior 
and non-promiscuous behavior or what you would call body count just from the roots of where you come from. The more fucked up your home life is, the more likely you are to engage in high-risk behavior, male or female. So I would say that the environmental factor is massive in this instance. However, if you're coming from a well-to-do um, highly religious home who has good roots. Andrew, you, you might misunderstand the question, or I, I, I think you misunderstand the question. I, I understand that, uh, like a lot, like whether a girl is to have a high body count, that can be uh, environmental and genetic, right? But th that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking the link between divorce, like the, the chance of the woman divorcing you and her body count. Do you think that is purely correlative? Or do you think that it, there's actually a causation thing here? Like when a girl goes out and fucks a bunch of dudes, that makes her more inclined just through that action to divorce her future husband. But, well, That's it's both. That's my point is that it's both. Is that okay, it's environmental it's and genetic. So there could be genetic indicators which would move a woman towards that type of thought process the more men she sleeps with, whereas other women could have genetic indicators where they would not. They could have what you would call like a very promiscuous lifestyle, give it all up and not give a shit about it. So there's going to be a genetic and environmental cause for both of these. So I, I don't think that it's purely causal and there are other correlates there as well. So, so you think it's a combination answer, of no. correlation and causation, correct? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Absolutely. And I don't think that that's even uh, something which is that heavily disputed. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you're probably, you might be right, but I, I do think there's some people who disagree with you on that. Uh, do you think one is like more prevalent than the other? Do you think it's more correlative or more causative? I think it's more causative. I think okay, the so more, the more men uh, or the more men a woman sleeps with, the less her inhibitions to continue to sleeping with men become. And the reason that I think this is because they also... Uh, feel like they're broken goods or things like this. And they it seems like once the genie's out of the bottle, they have less restraint on that behavior. I think of it like I do a, a crack addict, right? If he's two months into smoking crack, right? What's another three months, right? It's like once you're already, once you're already in it, it seems like it's way harder to stop it. So I do think that there's a massive causation effect there. Uh, okay. But I also would take those other factors into consideration. Now, when you say uh, it's more causative, do you mean like 60% or like 90%, just a ballpark? Uh, it, could, it could be as high as 95%. Uh, okay. I, don't, I don't know, but I would say, yeah, it's far, it's far past 60%. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's largely causative. All right, Sergio, same question. Yeah. Um, I really think that a woman that's – that the, the more people that she sleeps around, she's going to have that mentality of one foot in, one foot out. I think that it's a habit, you know, kind of like uh, the drug addict. Like once you sit there and you've done this so many times, it's not going to feel um, or not. I guess it's not. I don't really actually see it. I don't know. I honestly, it's really hard. I kind of feel like Andrew on this one where it's kind of more in the middle. It's just. Well, Andrew's I, not in the middle. He feels it's largely cold. positive, but it, there's an element of correlative, but he thinks it's mostly causative. Yeah, and I would probably say exactly the same. I think that a woman that gets to that point, she's going to have one foot in and one foot out. It's going to be really hard for her to stay in the relationship because she's experienced so much other shit. She's, it's going to be alpha widowed. I, I truly believe alpha widowed is a thing. Maybe it's not alpha widowed in the sense that there's one guy that she's always thinking about, but maybe she's like thinking about this guy that was the best kisser, this guy that was the best dick, this guy that took her on the Dubai vacation. Like it, I, I think that she can get up to a point where it's really hard for her to accept 
a normal lifestyle or a normal man, you know, the higher that number goes up to because she's going to be thinking of memories. It's, it's the book or it's the tree of knowledge. I think once once they bite that fruit um, and once they have that taste of, of what it's like uh, to do those things, I think it's really hard for a woman to come back to walk it back. That's why I have a very dead set. You know, if she has a high body count, you shouldn't even try because I don't think that there's anything that can fix that. Okay, you guys have a pretty similar opinion on this. So here's my follow-up question. Um, if it is causative or largely causative, as you guys say, why is there a dip after two? So just to, for anyone who's not familiar with this, uh, the way the chart looks is there's like zero, the risk of divorce is like 8%. Then we go to one, it's like, I don't know, 14, 15%. And then when we go to two, it jumps up to like 25, 27%. But here's something that really interesting happens. When we go through three, four, five, it actually dips by like five or six percentage points and doesn't actually come back to where it is at two until you get to like nine or 10 body count, which is very interesting. So I guess my Yeah, I remember, I actually remember this coming up previously. So I went and I took a look and it turns out that that's an older study. That's old data. And if you look and adjust at new data, it almost is precisely along the lines of body count. And I'll send that over to you via text message right now. So yeah, there, you do that, yeah. so there is an adjustment um, which has happened from there. So hang on, I do have a, a reference to this, but you gotta give me a few minutes to pull it up here, Alex. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we can move on to the next thing. I have a question actually for Sergio, so this will give you time to uh, uh, to pull that up. I, I would actually be really curious to see that if you have that. Um, so, all right, Sergio, so do you think it's immoral for a man to have like 30 sexual partners? I think it's not going to be healthy for him mentally. I think that men can still get messed up from sleeping with too many women. It'll get you in the habit of wanting to be that type of guy. Or but is it immoral? Is it immoral? We go back to what Andrew said, you know, is immoral bad, you know, bad is immoral. Then, yes, I think it is bad for you to sleep around too much. I think that we live in a world, though, where a lot of guys um, are going to run it up. Like I've been saying a lot, it's going to happen anyways. So we have to find solutions around that. Well, bad, bad. Hang on. Let's clarify. Bad is not immoral. So, like, for example, Andrew smokes cigarettes, but that's not immoral. That That's suboptimal. And that's bad for himself. And it, you can make the argument it's like bad for his like family in a way because he, he might be more prone to lung cancer but it's there's nothing immoral right so we have to separate those immoral is like act like acting in a way that you know is immoral like causes harm to society causes harm to someone right so uh are you saying that it's just bad for a man to have a 30 sexual partners or it's actually moral no, I just think it's 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 more it's just bad for him. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with moral. Like I really believe that a guy can be in a marriage. I'm not condoning this. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but I think that if a guy cheats in a marriage, as long as he's not having an affair, like he goes and gets his dick sucked or something stupid like that and or like a girl comes on to him and does that, I don't think that it should destroy the family unit. I don't think it should destroy the nuclear family. Because I think men and women are completely different. I think when women cheat, it's way worse than when a man cheats. As long as he's not having an affair, I think it's really bad if he has an affair. Like if he sits there and he's given a lot of resources. Speaking of smoking cigarettes, Andrew's like, yeah, you reminded me. Uh, no, That's but true. but Sergio, but so so. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I just want to. No, no like, it's not immoral. I don't think it's immoral. I just think okay. it's bad for him. 
Okay, okay, okay. I, don't, I don't think che- I don't think a guy having a high body count or even cheating can be immoral unless he's unless he's having an affair. That is definitely immoral. You're screwing over your wife completely having an affair. And I think everyone here would agree with you on that. Obviously, it's immoral to cheat on your partner. Uh, but we're just we're just talking purely about the body count. So you you just think it's bad. It's not immoral. Then it, by that logic, is it immoral for a woman to have a thirty body count? That's a good question. I think that it's definitely immoral for the woman to have a high body count because sex is different for women than it is for men. I think evolutionary well, psychology. That's a, contra- that's a contradiction, man. Well, I'll get to it, Andrew. I was actually waiting the whole time. <laughs> I know, you're I good at this one. So, yeah, let's do it. Well, so, like, why is it immoral? Why is it not immoral for the man, but immoral for the woman? What specifically because- makes it immoral for the woman? Because we're hardwired differently. Men and women's brains are literally different. Even three weeks after birth, where like you can see brain scans and see that men and women are completely different. Okay. So if we just can establish that, you know, we're not blank slaters, men and women are completely different, then we can also establish that possibly, you know, high possibility that sex is completely different for us. I'm still not gonna say, you know, it's awesome for a guy to run up his count or anything like that. It's bad for both of us to run up our counts. But as far as immoral, when a woman sleeps around, it's definitely different. But uh, like diseases literally want to be in a cold, wet place like that vagina. Like it's not healthy. It's not good for society. There's nothing good about women sleeping around. Syphilis has literally destroyed the community. This is equivocation though. You guys are actually talking past each other. Alex, he doesn't even understand what you're talking about when you say moral. He doesn't know what that means. Not yeah, uh, and it's not a dunk on you, right? Is that true? Is, well, because you said moral is good, and then he's telling me that moral doesn't hurt others. So what well, do we want to say? Moral you, would, is, guys, you can't really, so you can't really make these claims. You can't say, unless you had some grounding or something to base this on. What Alex is alluding to is he's saying, listen, you can't say it's moral for men to go fuck thirty women, but it's immoral for women to go have sex with thirty men. Why would one be immoral and not the other? That's literally a, a contradiction. Well, unless, oh, unless of course, simple. unless of course, you can point out something specific about a woman having a high body count that makes it immoral, right? Yeah, uh, but it would have to make it immoral. That I, I don't know how you'd ever bridge that gap. Well, that, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out right yeah. now. So you said that women's brains are different. Everyone agrees with you on that. What specifically about a female's uh, biology? makes her having a high body count immoral she's hardwired to understand that she has to protect her vagina she is hardwired to know this and 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 men are hardwired to want quantity women want the best quality men want quantity it's always been that way throughout all of history and the only thing that's tamed us over the last six thousand years was religion that's the only reason okay, why well, we bro, are bro, let me let me make it super men. easy. I can men. make this way Mostly easier. Men only read it for a long time. Hang on, it's hang on. I can make men. this way easier, way easier for you. Okay. You would agree with me that men are far more hardwired to murder than women, right? Of course. Violence, yes. Right. Okay. So is it less moral then for a woman to kill a man or murder somebody than a man? It's not less moral, but is there more situations so where she's not get more? Out so it's not more or less immoral. So why in that case? Well, no, no, actually, I take that back. It could be because because the thing is, if she's doing it to protect herself, because like if she stabs a guy who's beating the oh, shit we're, out we're, of her. Murder, murder, the word murder. Murder means unjustified killing. So if a man, it, it, if a man is unjustified in killing and a woman is unjustified in killing, they're both murderers. Is one more immoral or less immoral than the other? 
And I think the answer would be no, right? Yeah, no. Okay, so if that's true, how in the world could you just say because the natures of them are different, which you're uh, reasoning out here, you're saying the nature of men is that they murder more and the nature of women is they murder less, but you hold both of these moral standards as equivalent, right? Yeah, because but then when it comes to the sexual morality, you hold them as unequivalent, which makes no fucking sense. That's not how morality works. Actually, it makes perfect sense because it's called apples and oranges. They're two completely different fucking things. How can you compare murder to somebody sleeping around? Something that creates life, something that creates disease, uh, it creates life. It does all types of other things. You're comparing that to somebody being murdered. When people, That's apples and when people say apples, apples and oranges, listen, when people say apples and oranges, you don't really understand what that reference is for. The reference of apples and oranges is to say, that what do I compare an apple to in order to get you to understand what an apple is without an apple? I would say it's like an orange, right? That's an analogy. So when I'm using an analogy, nothing's ever going to map on equivalent to anything else ever. That's why it's an analogy. So when I'm sometimes using this, they're false equivalents, that's a false equivalent. This, but th that's that's <laughs> it. You could say something is a false equivalence, but in this particular case, I'm not saying that they're equivalent. I'm saying that the analogy for the moral standard is equivalent. Let me, let me give you a different analogy that might make more sense. Do you think it's immoral for people to be overweight? No. But we are hardwired as humans to be healthy and want to like not be fat, right? Like no, we're, we're not. We're, no, we're we're hardwired to be animals. We're monkeys, and we can get addicted to anything. We're, we 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 are not hardwired to be healthy at all. Like, well, I, is it best if, we're, if, we're, if we can get addicted to anything, then that woman is just getting addicted to casual sex. So why is it immoral? Because usually that casual sex probably came from trauma at a young women become hypersexual if they were graped or anything like that. That's the problem is like, so do men. Now fat guys started eating a lot because he was, he had a bad childhood too. Bro, men do the same thing. If men, if men are the victims of sexual molestation, especially younger in life, they also become, or can become hyper promiscuous from that. Just like women, the nature is yeah. no different there. Yeah, I just think that one is definitely more damaging to society than the other one. That's all I'm saying. I definitely think that a woman who sleeps around is going to ruin way. The, the reason why Adam and Eve, I know that you're a fundamentalist, so you, you take everything in the Bible literal. I'm but not the, a fundamentalist. I don't even know what you, you don't know what you I'll mean by that. Troll, I'll just troll you, bro. But the bottom line is that the, the whole story of Adam and Eve, the whole reason why that was even written the Torah thousands of years ago is because the analogy for if women fall to temptation, we both fall out of Eden. We both do. Men and women are both screwed if women sleep around. So it is just worse if women do it. They are supposed to be pure. Just like how men are strong, powerful. Oh, sure, sure. Hang on, hang on. You can make the argument. You can make the argument that it's worse for it's worse uh, from a like a um, effect perspective if women have more casual sex. But that doesn't mean that it would be immoral, right? It's not good for society that like fucking sixty percent of our country is fat. But that doesn't mean it's immoral to eat fast food. I, I feel like I, I don't. I think we might be talking past each other, like Andrew said. But if you're saying that you're uh, not talking, you've too, you've just caught somebody in cognitive dissonance, Alex. And this is what it looks like when somebody's yeah, well, suffering from cognitive dissonance. It always seems like they they're making no sense and don't understand you. He does understand. He just can't reconcile this. That he can't do it. And so, is it funny that the GGN is much nicer than the religious person? But anyway, so that aside, I'm not being uh, mean. I'm just pointing out what's obvious to everybody. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so 
so uh, Sergio, you said that um, what's it called? It's not immoral for someone to be obese, right? And then when I asked you, well, what's the difference? Uh, why you said, well, people get addicted to anything, even fast food. I was like, okay, well, what if that girl got addicted to random dick? Oh, well, that came from trauma. So, but then I said after that, well, what if that uh, fat person got addicted to fast food as a result of trauma he had in his, high, in his childhood? Would then that be moral if the guy who eats McDonald's every day had some trauma in his childhood? Yeah, no, I, I don't think it's the same because of, of it's a false equivalence to me. Like, I think that we're comparing things that are so drastically is there, different. What are we allowed to compare, Sergio? It's so different than, than, than somebody who is no, overweight. No. Or you can't get away with why, this bullshit. Listen, why is, what, why is it, what are we allowed to ever different? compare? Can we make any comparison to uh, you can anything? You compare a woman to a car. I love those analogies. Okay, so so if we can, that's all we can do. We can, but they're different things, Sergio. I don't understand. They're different I, I, things. So we're not allowed to compare them. We're not allowed to make I, I mean, analogies I mean, based on why, things that are other things. Thing as, this is actually why there's such thing as the Bible is because there's so much nuance to shit, and they had to go into detail and descriptives and prescriptions into heavy detail and nuance. Well, that 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 argument doesn't sway me because I don't believe in the Bible. So that's like more for an argument for Andrew, but. Uh, can you can you explain to me why it's not a like it's a false equivalent? Alex, you're, you're you're honestly like you're honestly convincing me of the moral argument that there is nothing moral about it. It's just a personal view, though, for me that I think that woman has bad morals if she does. I think that a guy who sleeps around because we're hardwired that way because for a hundred thousand years as Homo sapiens we were hardwired to want quantity and that women were hardwired by your evolutionary quality. standard to kill each other, and you think that's immoral. Yes. Don't you understand? Like this is this is it's a silly argument. You can't just say because the nature of a thing is that you do the thing, but you don't have to do the thing. Then that means you must do the thing. That's I'm insane. What it is. makes no sense. I'm just saying what is like what what is like how the world is. That's all I'm saying. It is not a requirement of the world that you fuck a woman and give her Plan B the next day. <laughs> right. You're I feel like hardwired to, to do that, Sergio. <laughs> Yeah, I, th I, th I think we're kind of going circles here, but my final thought on this, I feel like you either got to say that um, having high body count is immoral for both men and women, or it's uh, it's it's not immoral for either. You can say it's worse if for we women. Were blank slates, if men and women were blank slates, I would a thousand percent agree with you, but we're not blank slates. Men and women are completely different. We're yeah, hardwired completely different. Everyone, 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 everyone understands that men and women are so, different. So, 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 so but, because of that, that's why how, I would that, but but how is. are but what specifically about a woman being different m makes it immoral? The one thing you said is that she's hardwired uh, not to sleep around. Even if I grant you that, right? Uh, you know, if we go off what Andrew said, like people are hardwired to do all kinds of things that they do. But then you wouldn't say that's immoral. Like you wouldn't say someone who murders someone because they're prone to rage is moral because they had that hardwiring. You wouldn't say that someone who got addicted to, uh, you know, fast food is immoral because, uh, you know, he's hardwired to do that. So it seems like the hardwiring doesn't actually well, mean anything. Well, actually, I don't think we're hardwired to just kill people. I actually believe in ultra. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's a percent chance of you being born a sociopath or a psychopath. Yeah, but, but you're just hardwired. You're not doing anything immoral. Most people are altruistic, though. Most of society has gotten to the point that, that we're at because of altruism. Well, this is actually like, a good so, point. So if, you're born, <laughs> if you're born uh, a person with borderline personality disorder, okay, and you don't have whatever this altruism is, are you doing anything immoral by killing somebody without justification? 
If you're born with a cluster B disorder, what? If you're born, if you're, if you're born, born without altruism, one of these outliers you're talking about, and yeah. you become some like psychopathic murderer, are you doing something immoral? Well, obviously, everybody in society, it's about how we, well, what we all see it as. And we would all so say morals are just the collective of society. So then if this collective of society decides that men having a higher body count than women is immoral, then that would make it immoral. Right, Sergio? Yeah, and there's a lot of people who agree with me and would say that it is immoral for women to sleep around. Oh, I can't believe you no, just no, 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 no. <laughs> Andrew said something different. He didn't say what you responded no, to. No, I said if society decreed that men having a higher body count than women made them more immoral than women, you would now have to bite the bullet that they were more immoral because society said so. Okay, society loves men that sleep around. Society worships. Not, that's not, we're not in, on the descriptive is. We're on the, by your logic, if society determines what is moral and what is not moral, then if society determines that women being sluts is moral and men, uh, it, you know, even sure, having sex point. once is immoral, then that would mean that it is, right, Sergio? Yes, I go by what is. Yes, what society thinks. And society thinks we all judge people oh. based off of these types of things. We think what if women society are said that it's okay to have sex with dead bodies? Would you say that that's moral then? I guess we're kind of going into ethics at this point, aren't we? No, no it's just it's, a basic, it's, it's, basic it's a ass question. question. If, if what if society said it's okay to dig up your Grammy and really give it to her? Is it okay then, Sergio? Can they no. run a whole train on your dead grandma, Sergio, because they all collectively said that they could? Is that moral, Sergio? <sighs> Oh my God, this grandstanding is hilarious. This doesn't, y'all don't even make any sense. Y'all aren't even answering this question, so answer it. Dude, it doesn't make any sense. It's such a false equivalence. It doesn't even make any sense. No, Sergio, let, let, me, let me try to explain this in a nicer way. And I, I will move on right after this. But uh, the, the, the reason for the question, for the hypotheticals, is test your logic. And the best way to test your logic is with extreme hypotheticals because those are the ones that really drive the point uh, across, right? So that's why he's asking that. So you made an earlier point that, hey, I go off. Uh, when it comes to like what's moral, I go off what society standards are. And what Andrew's trying to prove is that, hey, that I don't think that's true because if society decided on some really fucking crazy shit, you know, you would not be in favor of that. Or maybe you would. I don't know. But that's the point he's trying to make. That's yeah, why. So, so answer my question. If society wanted to dig up Grammy and run a train on her because they collectively decided that was the most moral thing to do, would you say that that was right or wrong? Or moral or immoral? Obvious, obviously, it's immoral. But the problem right, is that so we're society doesn't dictate morality. It's just silly. We're living in reality. Are we living in reality or some crazy ass world like y'all? Oh, you think us? that realities don't exist where people we, are sacrificed we, 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 to gods and their hearts are cut out on temples and shit like that because they existed, bro? And by the way, right this second, there are societies which act in immoral ways, which you would disagree with, even though they have collectively decided to do so. And no, that's exactly it's about what the majority of people think. And I'm sorry that society says most people in society think it's it immoral. can't be about what all people around. think. Otherwise, Grammy's going to have a really bad right. fucking time. Don't right. The messenger, bro. I'm sorry that that a lot of other people think the way that I just said that it's immoral for a woman to see around, but not a man. I'm sorry. I'm cares sorry. If most people think that that doesn't make it true. If by your I'm standard, just, if I'm, those I'm, same I'm, people I'm, hang on, Sergio, listen, my turn. If by those same standard. Those same people say it's okay to dig up Grammy and run a train on her. You say that that's immoral, but they can make the determination on it whether or not 
other forms of sexual morality are immoral because you happen to agree with them or not. That's insane, bro. No, what's insane is doing false equivalents over and over again and thinking there, it's you 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 don't even know what a false equivalence is. Tell tell us what it is. What's a false equivalency? You're 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 literally trying to equate that because you're trying to equate murder to shit like a woman uh, sleeping uh, around or men and women uh, sleeping uh, around. It doesn't make sense. He's you using cannot, a hypothetical to test, to test your logic. <laughs> no, no, Sergio, he's not doing that. Like, I trust me, I constantly argue with Andrew. And if he was doing that, I would definitely call it out. But he's not, that's not what he's doing. He's using a hypothetical to test your logic. Right. That, yeah. That's what you but do. I'm not, the, look, I'm not here to beat him up anymore on this. Right. He's not prepared for that conversation. And that's fine. I'm fine with moving on from this. We're, yeah, kind okay. beating, we're, we're kind of beating grandma's dead corpse at this point. I'll give it to you. If you, if y'all want to die on that hill, y'all could die on that hill. I'm totally fine with that one. Uh, okay. So here's the last thing I wrote down. Uh, you said, uh, Sergio, you said, I think actually, I don't know if both of you guys agreed on this, but I think I heard you say this, Sergio, men are logical, women are emotional. Um, so my follow-up question to that is who do you think gets angry more men or women? Uh, I think probably actually women. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. You think women are more prone to uh, rage and anger? Yeah, I think that they're just less prone to show it. Okay. I, Interesting. I think, you young, I think a young man um, might be more emotional sometimes if they're not, if they haven't learned, if they were raised by single mothers, like today they were raised by single mothers or um, anything like that. Uh, I definitely would say, I can be honest and say in my early relationships, I was more emotional than I am now. The relationship I'm in now and how stoic I can be and who's more emotional in my current relationship? Definitely my girl. But it's because I have the frame and I'm sure, 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 sure. Never, no, I I'm never fall down to her level and on any of those things. But when I was young, oh yeah, your girl shit test you, you fucking you yell right back or something, you know? When you don't know better, you haven't read, you know, meditations yet or anything like that. A lot of guys or they have they don't have good role models teaching them how to be good stoic men and not let their women, you know, drag them into a into a gutter like that. I think that there are men that are emotional, but they just haven't learned yet. Okay. I think, I agree. I think I, women are more prone to all emotion. I, I agree with everything. Okay, Andrew, you did answer the question. So, Sergio, I agree with everything you said, but that is actually besides the point. Uh, what I'm asking you is if we take men, not just you, but men as a whole, as a collective, and women as a collective, right, who do you think, which category do you think will be more prone to anger, more prone to violence? Well, violence is actually not an emotion. It's a, it's an action, but uh, it you know comes from anger, generally speaking. So who do you think is going to be more prone to anger? Uh, is it going to be men or women? A thousand percent men. Okay, there we go. So then by your logic, so Andrew believes something different, which is fine, but by your logic, then would the statement not be men and women are emotional in different ways? Not that women are more emotional? Like anger is an emotion, right? If men are, you know, way more emotional than women, I mean, if men are way more angry than women, then it just seems like men and women are emotional in different ways. Hmm. But... To kind of back up Sergio, uh, Sergio here just a little bit, just remember that lesbians have the highest domestic violence in the United States, period, out of all categories. Lesbian domestic abuse and women's domestic abuse is much higher than was previously thought. So it, it, could, it could just be possible that women are much more prone to uh, being prey to their emotions than men are generally. Right now, I'm not I'm, I'm not sure that I would say that they experience anger in far greater quantities, but I do think that they're more prone to all of their emotions than men are. That's just just kind of my take.
Mm. Yeah, the I, I do think the lesbians. I, I'm not familiar with that statistic, but I'll take your word for it. I do think the uh, lesbians might be a little bit of an exception. I think for a variety of reasons. I think number one, like it's a very small percentage subset because they're women cohabitating and fucking women cohabitating hate each other. That's why. I think. <laughs> I think also, like, if I'm just being, if I'm just being honest and serious, I think that like in a lesbian relationship, like one of the girls is like you know, the butch or whatever, right? And so, like, that that's not your average female. That's not your average, like, feminine girl. That's, like, a very... Well, yeah, they're degens. Masculine. <laughs> well, no, but there's a lot of, like, feminine degens, though, right? Like, they're, like you can yes. be, be feminine. But so what I'm saying is those are not, like, your average feminine girls. They're actually very masculine. They're, they're adopting a lot of man masculine traits, which I think is what probably causes, you know, a lot of shit like that. Yeah, but I mean, that's not going to change their physiology. Even if they're trying to adopt the traits, they're not like taking hormones or anything that's going to mess with their physiology. So thing is, is like, ultimately, I just well, think, I think that women, women are much more enslaved to their emotions than men are. Now, that's not to say that there's not a ton of the demographic of men who aren't enslaved to their emotions either. I just think that they're less less prone to them on average than women are that's all i'm saying yeah i think my position on this which i've said many times is i think that men and women are emotional in different ways i think human beings in general are largely emotional i think a lot of these red pill podcasts larp around like oh we're so logical but then they're like have like fucking temper tantrums all the time i think as a man and as a woman you can become you know very logical and you can you know through meditation through other practices you can like gain like largely control of your emotions. You know, I've done that. Seems like which sex do you think is more prone to doing that? Um, in terms of taking that road, probably men, probably men. Why do you think because, men would be more inclined to do that? If men were just as much enslaved to their because, because I think there's more benefit for men to do that. What's the benefit? The benefit that they is have that, that women wouldn't have. The, the benefit is that you will, uh, for, for men, it's a lot harder to get girls and for girls, it's a lot easier to get men. So for the men, it will improve your success with women. It could potentially improve your success with work and stuff like that. So yeah, I think there's more benefits than a woman generally gravitate towards different careers. So if yeah, you're like, if, oh, if, wait, that makes no sense because if a woman had good self-control, then she would be at less risk for the promiscuity, which then makes her less desirable for men. So why wouldn't it have an equal amount of benefits for her to have self-control of her own behavior yeah, as well? I can explain that. Because a woman who has even has a body count of 30, 40, 50, it will still have a way easier time getting a boyfriend than a guy who has, who's perfect in every way. But not the uh, high-value men they want. Uh, yeah, that, that the whole high value man thing is largely uh, overestimated. Women, generally speaking, when it comes to long term relationships, they don't actually value looks. Uh, it's uh, there's no correlation there. They look at guys that typically look at internal factors, um, altruism being a big one. Uh, so confidence is another one, charisma. So yeah, so like women, um, what's it called for for short term, sure, but for long term. Uh, being a high value man is like doesn't mean nearly as much as the red pill community talks about, and that's backed up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a video tomorrow that like shows the. I know a lot of people in the chat don't like this, but this is backed up by studies. Again, I, I thought there was an element of truth to it, but uh, it turns out there's not. But anyway, so the point yeah, we'll have to see is, your studies. <laughs> well, you haven't sent me yours yet. I mean, I'm still waiting on that. Well, we, I was busy answering your questions, but here you go. I actually have it in front of me. 
Okay. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, so Sergio, wait, so uh, going back to you. So according to your own logic, then if men are way more likely to be, uh, angry, then would you not agree that men and women are both emotional or just predisposed to different types of emotion? I guess, uh, yeah, I would have to agree with you. Men are more likely to go angry and women are more likely to go sad. It just depends, man. Like, I really think because I'm looking back to my own relationship, I'm looking back to the things that I go through like myself. I would say that a woman can be more emotional. Like I said, if the guy is young and he has no experience, the, the problem is that there's women, like when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, losing my virginity again, my first relationship, that girl was running laps on me with social calibration. If she already had, you know, a 10 body count and I only had one or two, she's going to really have the frame of the relationship. She's going to kind of drag you down into hell. Like she's going to always bring you down into that childlike emotional state. So it's all about the social calibration. She can be younger than you, but if she has more bodies than you, she has a higher social calibration than you. I really think it's the women that get angry first that drag the men into becoming angry. Don't get me wrong. I can get stressed out and maybe lash because he got popped a tire or he doesn't have the money for a bill and he's pissed off about it. Like I think a guy can lash out because they're angry about something, but I think a majority of the time the woman is angry about something that she wants the guy to do. She's shit testing him in some way and she's dragging him into an emotional state and most guys fall for that shit all day long because there's no counselors there's nobody helping men in these type of situations to teaching them how to be stoic how to not have these things happen to them in their first few relationships yeah so true. Really Every, everything you're everything you mean you're like saying, a dad in the home everything yeah. you're everything you're saying <laughs> is correct you're 100 right about everything you just said but that is still that's kind of like a different uh point I just think that the women are more emotional. Like I will say though that the women are more angry though. So like a guy can get more angry. He's more physically violent. He's more physically capable of being more. more hey, hang angry. on, you you just said that men, that women uh, that men are more. Uh, when I said, do you think men are more angry? And you said thousand percent. I think that they can get more intensely angry. By the way, I but sent that over to like, you. On a time, okay, as far as as far as a timeline goes. Like over a long period, like we're looking at guys entire life, like from, you know, eight, his dating life starting at 18 all the way up to 60. I think that and then we put a woman on the same scale, 18 to 60 that he's with the whole time. And we judged how often she was angry, how often he was angry in that 40 years of them being together. I would say that it's, we would have a chart showing the woman got angry more often than the man. But at I, the start of the, or when he was younger, I would agree. It just depends what age bracket we're looking at. If we're looking at a young age bracket, then the guys definitely get more angry. If we're looking at the whole bracket, it's women do it more. If we're looking at just the later life, it's definitely women that, that, that get more angry. Okay. Andrew, by the way, it's private, so I had to request access. So you have to grant me access to the Google Doc. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that like my position on this has been pretty consistent. I think that uh, men and women are predisposed to different types of anger. <laughs> I mean, different type of emotions. I think that, uh, you know, like if you look at, for example, stupid crimes, it's like predominantly like vast majority of it is committed by men, like stupid shit, like fucking driving away from a cop when you have like nothing really to be worried about or like <laughs> someone in the face or committing assault, all these stupid crimes predominantly committed by men. Uh, women generally don't do that. Women are predisposed to other types of emotion, like, you know, like being sad and crying and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just... 
I always found that to be like a red pill cop out when they sell. Oh, men, men are logical, bro. And women, w w women are emotional, bro. But at the same time, like these people are literally like the most emotional people I've ever seen. But anyway, that's just a side point. All right, we can we can we can move on from this. We can get to the um, bring some people on, and then we'll wrap up. Let me read one super chat because I'm gonna go I, pee really quick. Is that okay? Yeah, it's okay. You don't need my permission. Uh, okay, let me see if there's any... He needs to go call his two dads and two moms real quick. And... Well, come on, Andrew. Andrew's <laughs> nice. <laughs> women are emotional because of hormonal levels each month. Therefore, women are emotional. Come on, dude. Uh, women do have swings in horm hormones, but that in of itself, like, for example, if you look at me, yeah, I can check testosterone. Like, my testosterone is super-duper high. Right, like you would think, if you just look at my like hormones, that I'll be really, really angry or predisposed to anger or like have flip outs. I don't. I'm like probably one of the most calm people you guys have seen. Right, so there's not always a. I know, you're freaking out right now, bro. You need to calm down. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, most of the priests and pastors are feminists. Don't hold the women accountable. Men are hurled to high standard. Women are given free pass. Do you agree with this, Andrew? Yeah. Okay. I don't disagree. Uh, question for Andrew. How can things shift right culturally? Uh, man, <laughs> that's, a, that's a difficult question, and it would literally take me 15 minutes to give a um, kind of an overarching explanation, but you can't actually shift culture right. It is shifting right anyway because uh, otherwise conversations like this wouldn't even be happening, but the Overton window has been subtly moving back to the right. Uh, the pendulum always swings within the left-right dichotomy. So I'm not That's looking. True. I'm not looking necessarily for um, some kind of overnight uh, plan. But I do want to start getting people at least mobilized in the political spectrum and starting to move that direction at the very least. Uh, rather than just kind of accepting that this is the way things have to be. But most of my plan relies on the next generation and the generation after them with a strong installation of values, knowing that the birth rate crisis, though apparently there isn't one, if you listen to uh, Alex and Vosh the other night. But there is. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, we got to clarify this. I never said that there's not declining birth rate in the West. Of course, there is. And actually, globally. Uh, if you look at globally, what's happening is their population is increasing, but the birth rate is not doing too well, right? And that a lot of that is because people are living longer, right? So uh, we have to separate population. And so if birth the replacement rate... If we were talking about population. Goes, yeah, so if the replacement rate goes down, what's going to necessarily happen to the population? Well, it seems like according to all the predictions, with the exception of that study you sent me, is that it's going up and up and up. Okay, so you think that we can have a lower than replacement birth rate, but still have the population increase? Um, I think it depends on what what level. Like no, what level no, 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 no. Listen, the, the listen. longer the longer it's people, it's possible. It's impossible. It's Alex. It's impossible for us to have less than replacement rate births and still have a population going up. Can you, can you, is there any possible way you could justify how that could be possible? I'm about to answer you. The, the level, the replacement birth rate rate, like what that number is, is it 1.86 like it is now or is it? And how many people do you need? Well, yeah, I'm about to answer. 1.95 will depend 
on how long people live and a lot of factors like that. How many infant uh, mortality rates, like how many infants die at birth. Like all, there, there will be other stuff that plays into that number and that will swing it up or down. Alex, I just want to make sure Answer. that you're on record saying that you think it's possible to have a less than replacement birth rate and still have the population continue to climb. No, of course not. I've, I've never said that. Okay, so then the global population, if we have a less than replacement birth rate, necessarily is going to do what? Uh, if we have less than the replacement birth rate, then it will ultimately go down. But I'm talking about, but you're missing the point that I'm trying to make, which is that uh, with advances in technology and like less infant mortality, that you know we can have less kids and still have. So the 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 replacement birth rate it's not possible can, can change. Let's you say we think? lived. Let's say we lived until we were one thousand years old, but the birth rate was less than the replacement rate for all human beings on planet Earth. Even if it was 1,000 years old for our life rate, could you possibly explain to me how it could be that you would maintain the same population? Do you think that if we completely eliminate infant mortality that the replacement birth rate would not uh, decrease? What in the fucking world does that have to do with anything? Well, it, actually, that's the whole point I'm trying to make. Like, do, one do, more, do, so do, one more time... Okay. Well, wait, the wait, replacement wait. rate is less than the population that you have to replace them with, regardless of how long we lived. How could you maintain that population, Alex? How is that understand? possible? Do you not understand that the replacement rate will vary based on certain things that happen with uh, with science and technology and medicine? Why is this such a hard fucking question? Well, to answer? Hang on, hang on. Do you think? Okay. Do you think like if we take somewhere like Africa? Where there is uh -huh. just, I'm just throwing a number out there, a 25% infant mortality rate. And do you think if we somehow eliminated that and become zero, that by default would make the replacement rate go down by a little bit? Well, no, it'd make not, the, it would well, make the birth rate go up. The infant, the replacement rate, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so the, the birth rate would then go up. But since no. we have a less than replacement rate for our birth rate, let's assume for a second that you and your wife, let's just assume for a second you and your wife lived until you were 1000 years old but you only had one child who will also be slated to live until he's 1000 years old when you are dead are you going to have more people or less people that you have created less people now answer my question okay. do, you th do you think the replacement <laughs> rate can can be altered by things like, uh, you know, uh, getting rid of child mortality or eliminating it. That, that would bring the birth rate up. Yes, the birth rate up, but it would also lower uh, the, um, the replacement birth rate. What the fuck are you saying? Listen, Alex, listen. So then that one kid that we see that one kid that you had. That kid that would have died. If, yeah, 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 yeah. So if it was going to stay. So that that one, so the levels are the same and that one kid only then had one kid and then that kid only had one kid and that kid only had one kid. No matter how long the generation before them was alive, the population necessarily is going to go down because it has to. There's no, there's no possible way around that ever. Well, ever. If that kid Unless you make died. adjustments to raise that birth rate so that that no longer happens. Okay. I'll just try to explain this one more time. So if 
if couples, so right now I believe the replacement birth rate is about 1.86 or something like that. 2.1. So, 2.1 it needs to be in order to have replacement. Say that again. It's what? So it has to be at 2.1 in order to replace the population. Okay. So you, just, you have to have a kid just, and your wife has it. to. So you have to have two kids with the woman in order to replace you and replace the woman. Okay, I'll just I'll just take your word for all that. I'll grant you all that. So no, 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 no. You don't have to take my word, Alex. You would agree that you need to have one child to replace you and one child to replace the woman you have children with, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, so then anything less than that is not replacement levels. Okay. So sure. if you're at one point eight, is that less than two? Okay. So uh, sure, I'll grant you all that. So let's assume that. Um, we're living in the 1800s and like 40% of uh, babies who are born don't make it past the age of one because we have high infant mortality. And let's assume that through medicine, then we, we have cure a infant rate. mortality and no one dies, right? Mm -hmm. the, 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 little, the little babies don't die. Then <laughs> me and my wife don't have to have quite as many kids to, to uh, have an adequate replacement rate. Are you not following this? Well, what you're saying is, <clears throat> I just want to let you know this so that you understand. You're saying that if less babies die, that means the birth rate is higher than replacement rates. Okay. But if more baby dies, you be, you become under the birth rate replacement level, which I would agree with. What okay. in the world that has to fucking do with whether or not the population necessarily has to decrease if you don't have enough people to replace you and the person you're replacing uh, the girl then uh, your population necessarily will have to go down. There's no one, the, one the plus whole, one still does equal two. There is no way around that. The I, whole I just want to let I'm, you know. The whole point I'm trying to make is there's a little bit more to it than how many kids people are willing to have. How many what of those else kids is there survive? to it? How many of those kids survive? Well, then that would bring the birth rate up. Right. So it still would have to go up above two, Alex. Right, but I'm not arguing against that. I'm just talking about that there's more than how many kids. We're talking about two different things. Uh, you're talking. I'm, I'm talking about how many kids, uh, how many babies people are willing to have. You're just talking about the birth rate. But well, they need to have rate, enough babies to go past replacement levels, which is two. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's how many they got to have. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Obviously, yeah. So, so every woman who currently exists on planet Earth would have to have two children in order to compensate for the number of women and men currently on planet earth. Sure. Yeah. I, I never, so this would be offset that. by some women having four and some women having six and some women only having one. Right. But that's why we have the average of how many they're having. And right now they're having less than that two, which would be necessary to replace them in the person who impregnates them. Yeah, sure. That, that, that's all fine. I just seemed like you were disagreeing with me about the importance of uh, or the significance of infant mortality being uh, eliminated and technological. Well, that would so just okay. bring the birth rate up. But, the, you know, infant mortality is extremely low now. Well, no, it, I don't think that would actually would that actually bring the birth rate up? Yeah. If more babies survived past X, it would have to necessarily bring the birth rate up. Because now well, you have babies if, who are alive past birth. <laughs> well, what if that baby dies at like nine months or a year? Well, then you would have to adjust. So when you're talking about infant mortality rates, I think that that's up to seven. Or it used to be up to seven that they considered it up to before they considered okay. that an infant uh, death. 
And yes, infant mortality rates have always been factored in to your population levels and the birth rate. So, but right now it's extraordinarily low everywhere, everywhere, basically on planet earth. I mean, infant mortality is, uh, I mean, it used to be, I think in the 1800s when this was uh, beginning to be recorded, I think that it was as high as like uh, four on average per woman. It was like insanely high, but now it's not. It's well, very, very in low. first world countries, it's really low, but in uh, third world countries, it's, it's still extremely low in third world countries too. Really? In fact, as a first world nation, the United States has one of the highest infant mortality rates on planet Earth. Wait, that, that's yeah, that's definitely in, in terms of out of like first world countries, it's up there. But it's like out of all countries, or you said no, no, not world? out of all countries. It's said in the West. So in the West, okay. this we have oh, yeah. the some of the highest infant mortality rates. But when you're talking about even globally, um, this is not something which is a which which is an overwhelmingly big deal anymore when it comes to infant mortality i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> not if you compare it to like the 1800s and 1900s early 1900s things like this you see that the as the birth rate goes down also infant mortality is going down right alongside of it oh uh, i'm looking at this right now uh, yeah and it's definitely gone down i don't know i would need to look into this more Afghanistan. Um, it's like 1%. Yeah. In the worst countries. Okay. It's not as bad as I thought it was. Very uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought it was higher, honestly. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, uh, there's basically no more super chat. So let's move on to, uh, people on the call. Okay. Uh, hello. Hey, what's going on guys? Not much, man. Hello. Hey, so I had, uh, two questions for, purple pill podcast in my opinion it seems like you guys that have come after kevin samuels popped off to me it seems like you guys just have these circular conversations where you guys do not represent the past all the full-blown sectors of the space when has your podcast brought on and who have you brought on from the MGTOW or the black pill sector wait real quick andrew you still have to give me permission to for that document you sent me yeah i don't know how to do that exactly <laughs> you you will have an email. Just check your email, and we'll say Alex. Okay, well, I can't check my email at the moment, but I don't know exactly how I'm supposed to do that. Anyway, go ahead, but I'll I'll make uh, sure that you get it so that you have yeah. it for future re reference. Yeah. Uh. So I've had on quite a. Uh, but you said MGTOW or Black Pillars. So I'm extremely against MGTOW and Black Pill. I hate them the most of anybody else on the internet. If anything, that's what Red Pill is: is a bunch of Black Pillars and MGTOW, and that's why it's so stupid. Is because it's a it's a convoluted group of nothing but those type of people. Um. So I don't like to bring those people on. I've had MLD on. I've had Sterling Cooper on. I've had like a lot of the red pill guys on. If you consider those guys black pillars or MGTOW, then I guess I've had some of them on, but I don't think those guys are black pill at all or MGTOW. I had good talks with Sterling on and off camera about relationships. He agrees with me on a lot of things about relationships. Same with MLD. MLD when he came was the, was really all about relationships as well. Um, every person that I've had on the Pearl was the one person that really disagreed with me on a lot of stuff. I had Pearl on my show and we disagreed on a lot. And right now we're having a Twitter war against each other. We disagreed on a lot. I went on Rolo's show and debated him. I disagree with Rolo on a lot of shit. I disagree with Michael Sartain, even though me and Michael Sartain are the only two people that teach pre-selection. I disagree completely with the way that he teaches pre-selection. He's sending guys to the fire the way that he does it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've had black pillars and MGTOW on. 
Uh, okay. Wait, you, you you missed the big person. You had me on. That was the most important. Yeah, person. I had Alex on. I thought we were talking about live people, you know, like actually like in person. Which Alex, you gotta come to Dallas, bro. What the hell, man? You gotta come to uh, Dallas. Uh, uh, okay, but but the problem is it isn't about agreeing with those guys or disagreeing with them because it doesn't mean I agree with them or disagree with them necessarily. But the point is, you guys day and night, y'all have the same type of discussions that stems from what I call the Kevin Samuels version of the red pill, which is this hyper focus on traditional hypergamy and it's just like an endless well of the same type of conversations you guys have day and night that's number one and then number two i'll ask you another question you can take the mic number two the other thing that i've noticed on all these different podcasts and it doesn't really matter what the percentage is 95 percent, 98 percent, but it's well over i would say it's well over 80 percent. but you guys seem to have a really hard time y'all don't even try to bring in guys and i'm not talking about myself forget about myself because i've been in and around the space for a decade but you guys seem to have a real hard time bringing in people from the old guard that would bring in different perspectives and different arguments rather than the circular conversation you guys have in other words if i didn't know y'all's names of y'all's podcast i wouldn't know any difference between y'all's podcast and i wouldn't know any better whose podcast it is because y'all's conversations are so similar so in your in regards to your show when do you bring in guys from 10 years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, well before Kevin Samuels popped off, which was December of 2020. When do you do that? So when I got into this space, bro, it was about a year ago. I got into the whole Manosphere thing probably about a year and a half ago. I started this channel a year ago. I didn't live on the internet. I never got on the internet to look up how to get girls, use PUA. I always just had a fine time with Social Circle Game. I didn't even know it was called Social Circle Game. I had to learn all this stuff. I don't even know these guys that you're saying that seven, 10 years old, I don't even know the guys that you're probably talking about. The only person I know that's an old guy in the space is like Rolo. I know that there's that other guy that he hates, like John Anthony Lifestyle. Like I know that there's certain PUA people and stuff like that, but I will never bring up anything that is PUA because I don't like pickup artists. If that's what they're doing is pickup artists, or if they're old people that are teaching Red Pill stuff, I hate them the most. Rolo's group and all of his little old men that suck his teeth, I hate those guys the most because they don't have experience, especially experience right now. I'm a 32-year-old who's lived with multiple girls. I've been in multiple relationships, all with younger women. I'm very, like, the way my lifestyle works, I have a lot of experience to, to speak from. And obviously, it's not always good to, buy good to go by anecdote, but experience is everything for a man. I think experience is way better than talent in every shape okay. and form. Okay, but here's the problem with what you're saying. Part of the purple pill is red pill in nature, red pill and blue pill. You don't get a purple pill without the red pill and blue pill. I, so, like... You don't know what Purple Pill, like why my channel is called Purple Pill. It's called Purple Pill because AMS, which I like AMS a lot because he was one of the first people in the space that I got into. He says Purple Pill is being a red-pilled person in a relationship. So everybody hates me because my channel is called Purple Pill Pod. They're like, oh, you must be a mixture of red and blue. I'm not. I'm a very red-pilled person. I really believe men need to have the frame of the relationship. I really think that relationships are best when a guy has red pill knowledge and understands female nature the best he can. So no, I definitely think it's good for you to have this knowledge in a relationship or else you're going to get finessed. Sergio, Sergio, you said you hate PUAs. Do you hate me? No, I love you because you're like the PUA that is the coolest, bro. Come on. I mean, I just, I'm just not a big on pickup, bro. Like, I think it's something that you need to have, but it's 1% of the equation. Like, I think that you need to have that. But like, just to sleep with a girl is one thing. But to lock down a hot young girl where she wants to be in a relationship and she wants to be in your frame in the relationship, that's a whole different ball game. Like, I think PUA doesn't teach that. And like, I, I think PUA does a great job of getting you in the door and all that stuff. But I still think that social circle game runs laps on PUA all day long. Like, like if a, a pickup artist can get a girl like five or 10%, that is his close rate. My close rate is like 50, 60, 70% because I don't even pursue women. 
they they're coming to me. They're already have burning genuine desire. They're already coming into my frame. It's a it's a way different ball game. Like those two things are so opposite. Okay, but here's the problem. The underlying logic of what you're saying is that the guys in the space that we didn't come to the space with experience. A lot of guys say what I'm about to say, but I know it's the god honest truth. I came into the space with a bunch of experience with a bunch of different women, different cultures, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different ages. So I didn't come to the space to look for information, whether other people do that or don't do that. So the, the underlying logic of what you're saying is that the guys from the past don't know what they're talking about. If that is true, then why did we produce Kevin Samuels? At the end of the day, the dude got talking points from the entire space, different races, different socioeconomic backgrounds, from different blogs, different books, Rola Tomasi, uh, Tom Like is the radio show from the 1990s. You, Kevin Samuels doesn't become Kevin Samuels without those talking points. Forget about the background. Forget about the suit. Forget about any of that stuff, the, the inclination of, okay, him being a high status, high value man. None of that stuff matters without the elite talking points. The, the same traps that women would walk into night after night, thousands of women, which is he hung the hypergamy carrot in front of their face, knowing full hey, well. Hey, Alex, I'm sorry to cut you off, man. Um, but Alex, I'm going to get out of here for the night. Uh, if you're, you got other people coming on the panel to fight about, because I, I, I literally don't give a shit about any of this. If this is like what's going on over here. No, there might be some questions for you. Um, well, let's limit it to, I mean, if you have to go, I'm not going to keep you, but let's limit it to maybe two more minutes for a night uh just so we can get through everyone uh, okay well let me just ask andrew a question since before he takes off just just to summarize what's your position on the manosphere i'm just kind of curious because i kind of get lost in the sauce and the religious stuff what's your general perspective good bad or what what do you think i think that most of the people that i've heard talk in the manosphere are complete fucking degenerates um and they don't represent uh any of the values that i push for whatsoever but i do think that they're they're highly useful in one way, which is that often the descriptions that they have of problems I find to be accurate, just not the prescriptions to the problems. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much it. I mean, I, I generally agree with that, but I, I think, yeah, uh, in, in terms of purple pill, I guess I'd ask him a question then I'll get off the panel and he can take it where he wants to take it. If you just kind of had to summarize in two minutes, how would you teach a guy to vet women for sexual attraction, which in my opinion, if there is no sexual attraction, there should be no marriage. But a lot of people, they really don't care. You know how it goes. Y'all know how the saying goes. I really don't care if the woman is there as long as she's there. I don't believe in that. Other guys do. So how would you teach a guy to bet for sexual attraction? It's very simple. Did she come to you? Is she working to be to be with you? Is she coming into is she does she have burning genuine desire? Is she uh, coming into your frame? Is she pursuing you? I don't think it's good for guys to chase at all. I think it's a low self-esteem move for a guy to chase validation with women in any way, shape or form. Um, I think that you need to give the initial approach or the initial show that like you you like them or something like that. But afterwards, I'm big on friend zoning girls. I friend zone the shit out of women. I think that it's actually easier to get a girl when you act super cool and you friend zone them because they're so used to guys being pickup artists and just trying to fuck them or just trying to sleep with them. So when you do the opposite, it actually ends up working more in your favor. If I flirt with anybody, it's a bunch of old women at the grocery store. I don't I don't sit there and uh, and flirt with women all day long unless they have Bernie Jane's desire for me and they're showing that. Oh, that did he drop off? I thought I, I thought he was he was in agreement to do more people. What the fuck? Well, no, nah, he said he was going to take off. No, I know, but then I was like, "Yo, uh, we're going to get more people." He's like, "All right, cool." And then uh, uh, I'm I'm just pleased. I'm just pleased, Andrew. That wasn't very Christ-like. That wasn't very Christ-like. Jesus would not have <laughs> done that. If I was doing a live stream with Jesus, he would have stayed on until the very end. Uh, I know that. 
no, maybe he just had a tech issue and he's coming back. Um, okay. Anyway, so did you have anything else tonight? I, I don't want to hog the mic. I mean, I'll let uh, come up. All right, cool. Thanks for coming on, buddy. It was good hey, to chat with you. Take yeah. it easy. All right, let's do – we got two more people backstage, and uh, – oh, there he is. You know, I was uh, I was on the verge of uh, going Crying. on a tangent, and, uh, yeah, about how – Oh, how, no, no, no. I just I just pushed the wrong button. That's all. That's right. We do have to re remember Andrew is an older man. You know, it's, uh, it's a little different. <laughs> they didn't have technology when he was a kid. You know, he's, he's an older man. Yeah. Uh, he's a right. boomer, guys. <laughs> Let's bring on two more people and then we'll wrap up. All right. So first one. Hey. Hello. Okay. So I do have some things I want to ask Andrew, but um, real quick, I don't really understand why there's confusion surrounding the idea that if you don't have babies, you're not going to replace the population that you have. It seems like, like that that's kind of like expecting to get more gas in your gas tank without putting gas into it. Like, I don't understand how, even if you brought in immigrants, you're still losing the population of people that you have in your country. And you're, you're kind of like kicking the do can even, down the road. Saying, wait, do you even know geometry, bro? What? Do you even know geometry? <laughs> wait, I, I don't understand. What, what is that? I think, he, I think he's agreeing no with you, Andrew, actually. <laughs> he, he's, he's agreeing with you, Andrew, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, well, real, so, real quick, hang on. Before he finishes his point, I had one quick question for Sergio. Just real quick. Sergio, okay. how would you feel if you didn't have breakfast this morning? If I didn't? Yeah. I fast, so I wouldn't care. Yeah, me too. I haven't eaten all day. Wait, so, but how would you feel if you didn't have breakfast this morning? If I didn't have breakfast this morning, I yeah. feel fine. Okay, got it. All right, carry on. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think no, I, I, just... think I think I understand where Science Monk is going with this. So I think it's mostly directed to me. So anyway, so um, I was operating under the assumption that infant mortality was much higher than it is. Uh, I was incorrect about that. You know, I thought it was maybe in like third world countries. It was like 10, 20 percent. Seems like it's like one percent or something like that. Uh, so but operating under the assumption that infant mortality is a thing, uh, if people are having like people, if we get rid of infant mortality, people can have slightly less babies, right? And still get to the same end goal, which is like. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that's not even what you see. You see like in countries where they have a high infant mortality rate. I'm pretty sure those countries, people actually have more children because they have to have more children. Because if they right, don't. To offset it. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, always, so it's always been that's that. What, that's also, what I'm saying. If you don't have it, then you don't have to have as many children to offset it. So it's a pretty. Okay. But like we still have a declining birth rate and we still have a lot of problems associated with that. Our population is actually aging. It's, it's getting older generation after generation. So there's going to be more and more geriatrics who need to be taken care of and fewer and fewer people to take care of them. Not to mention the fact that it's just kind of going to suck for a bunch of old people to, you know, get old and not have families around them. That's that's kind of something that I don't think is very desirable. Well, that's that's their choice. It was their choice to have kids or not have kids, assuming they don't have any kind of, uh, um, you know, uh, 
uh, like procreation issues. Like that's that was their choice, so I don't feel bad for them. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of issues with social security and stuff like that. Uh, I do agree. I think uh, in the U.S. it's going to be a little dicey. But the idea, the hope is that technology can offset a lot of those issues. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't really trust technology to offset the issues. If you're if you're thinking about like automating jobs and just taking care of, I think there's a a whole host of problems with that. Um, well, it's not it's it's not even like something that we get a choice unless the government like uh, bans it, which they won't. It's something that's happening like every year. Okay, but like this, this, there's a first of all, I don't think we should hold out for that for for that to happen because for all we know like we we could run into a problem where we we can automate jobs but we, we end up creating jobs that we can't automate or you know what, what, maybe we don't automate things as quickly as we as we um what's, but we what's want- but how, how can we force people to have children like if you want to say like give tax incentives for people who have a certain amount of kids i'm all for that like i don't have any issue with that uh but like aside from well something- i think it would help if people believed it was a if more people believed it was a good thing to have children, how do like, we do like, that? There's, well, you do that by influencing the culture that you live in. Like you don't, you don't go around acting like, oh, I guess if you just want to be a free spirit who just does whatever they want to do, that's that's fine and acceptable. It should be kind of taboo to not be someone who's trying to pursue these, like having children. I, don't I think, think that so. should be something that's I, kind of looked down. I don't, I don't think so. I think that if you don't want to have a kid, you're okay, but like you're kind of screwing the future of your own society and culture if you're not at least trying to have children. You are literally doing. You're literally killing your culture. You're murdering it. Like everything that's been done, all the generations of people who have contributed to where you are today, you're pissing on that for your own personal personal enjoyment. How many? And I how don't many think children, that's. How, how many children do you have? I don't have children now, but I'm not really. <laughs> but I'm wait a second. Wait a second. Right but he's so based. I had enough to offset that. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, my my issue right now is that I'm I'm still in college and I don't have a job yet, so I'm not interested in making children until I have a job. But once I graduate, then I'm going to be on that task. Maybe. Um, but yeah, Maybe right not. now. Definitely, well, 100%. 1,000%. Okay. Well, you do a need a girl for that, so... You, yes. To, okay. You're going to have to find that, a girl. Listen, I don't have time for that right now. I just need one more year. I'll graduate. I'll have my degree. I'll get a, my electrical engineering job, getting paid $100,000 a year, and you, then I can think, focus on Do you that. think you'll have more or less time when you're working compared to being in college? Uh, I've worked this in this area before and i know for a fact that i'll have more time for a multitude of reasons for one i'm working and going to school right now which is very time consuming and for another thing when you're in school especially when you're in an engineering degree you don't really know what your hours are like it's not things can get kind of like crazy like you might have a week where there's not a lot of work to do and then a week where there's so much work to do that you literally can't get it done but okay, yeah, you just when I was working I, as I, an I, when I was working as an engineer when I was doing my internship or when I was an electrician in the Air Force, there was like there were hours that I worked, like and I knew I knew when I was coming in, and there were some 
situations where I go overtime. But the real issue is actually going to be money. Like I need to be able to provide for children if I want to have yeah. children. Like they they need to have a house that they can live in. Like right now, I'm I'm not. I'm kind of just scraping by because I don't because I'm doing DoorDash on the side while going to school. Like I'm, I don't have a lot of money. Okay. So I, it, I, it's I, not I, just time. It's also money, actually. Okay. So, I, I shouldn't I, have I, said I don't have time. I should have said I don't have money. Okay. Um, I, I, another, I guess we just had different college experiences. For me, I had way more time when I was in college than I do now. What uh, did you or, major in? I was a marketing major. I went to BU. Yeah, that's school. kind of the, the electrical engineering is a is a different experience. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. But you know, I went to like a top fifty U.S. business school, so you know, it was pretty strenuous at times. But yeah, I would say I had way more time uh, when I was in college. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't think that uh, people should be like shamed for not wanting to have children. I think that's people's choice. Um, that's like shaming people for I don't know, not volunteering or something like that. Uh, well, no, I think it's like shaming people for not working out would be a better example for not getting a job. Like you're not doing your responsibility as a as a citizen of your country. Well, if you don't want to work out, I don't think you should be shamed for that either. Well, you don't want, you, you don't want to fucking go. To the, you, you don't want to go to the gym. That's fun. That's that's your fucking decision. It's your life. No, no one's I fucking I, business I, whether well, you go the problem the is that you're at, you're acting like it doesn't. It does affect me. Okay, because if I live in a society where nobody goes to the gym and nobody works out. And we have like a public health crisis for people being too fat and too obese and too sedentary. And now the government wants to tax me more because they have to take care of all these poor people who are so fat and so obese and so out of shape that they're fucking dying from it. Now that affects me. Okay. Like what you have to realize is like we can't do, do believe approach in society from a live and let live perspective because we don't every the decisions that other people make do affect you. Yeah. When you share what, a society what, what, I, when I look at the decisions I'm going to make, I don't think first like, hmm, how can I do what's best for society? I think human beings generally think, how can I do what's best for myself? At least that's how most. Well, I think I think it's fine to have some self interest, but you, you should have like some interest in the society that you live in. Like, it's the society you live in. Like, yeah, you to, don't have to, to be some, a communist. To, to, but to you some should extent, at least not with something as big as having children. Uh, yeah, you can be a good citizen without having children. Anyway, well, also, I think most people actually do want to have children. They just haven't. They're just afraid of the responsibility. Well, okay, they're, more, they're more. They're more than welcome to do whatever the fuck they want. That's their decision. Uh, I'm not gonna fucking tell people you gotta have kids and shame them for not doing if they they don't feel like they're up for the challenge of raising a kid, which is a massive challenge. I'm sure Andrew can agree to that. It's not fucking easy to be a father or a mother. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say like you got it. Gotta... easier later when the kids all have to bake you cookies and um, you tell <laughs> sure, them. But, yeah, but, but in the you kind of be... you have like an overlord and talk about shit. Play. It becomes fun. It's pretty fun later. It's pretty miserable at first, but that's okay. Yeah, you know I'm, sure, I mean? I'm, sure, I'm okay. sure. I'm sure there's a lot of happiness and I'm sure there's a lot of. Uh, really great moments and experiences that you would trade for anything in the world by having children. But uh, yeah, again, it's, it's like, I did it I, the wrong way and it was still the greatest thing that ever happened to me. It was literally dead ass. The greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life. And I did it all the fucking wrong way. So I, I think having kids period is fucking good there for a long time in history. We didn't have marriage and it still worked out. So I don't know. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm just not in favor of shaming people for not having kids. But anyway, that's my that. final point on this. Let's uh, do you have anything right. else on? Um, yeah, this we're probably not gonna get around to answering this question, but Andrew, why are you an Orthodox Christian? 
Um, so I, I came to orthodoxy actually logically uh, rather really? than first spiritually. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm yeah. trying. I've I was raised a Baptist, but I've been an atheist for nine years and I'm trying to like maybe move in the direction of Christianity again. And I'm, I'm kind of curious, like why, well, you can hop. What in is like hop in the Discord? I'll have a conversation with you about it. But Alex doesn't okay. want to pollute his degenerate, infested channel with too much religious talk, which yeah, I think dude, is I fair. It's his channel. So if you want to hop in uh, the Discord and have that conversation, you're welcome. I agree with Andrew, science monk. Andrew like probably has like all the facts. If you look at just logically, he like you will see why Christianity is correct. Honestly, yeah. I just, I'm, is, just, uh, I'm just not a big is, fan of two thousand year old fairy tales. I'm sorry. Okay, Joe Rogan. Well, don't worry. If we follow your program for birth rates, won't be human beings around to believe in fairy tales, Alex. Well, at least all of us, all of us will make it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Anyway, anything else, Science Monk? Uh, no. What's the Discord that you're in? Is it just is it that Crucible thing or? Uh, yeah, it's called the Foundry. Oh, the Foundry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yep, that's all it. Right. Have a good day, man. Thank you for the talk. All right, see you. Take it easy, buddy. All right, we got one more person. Uh, let's bring him on. Uh, yeah, but for the record, I am in favor of like incentives for people to have children, like tax, uh, you know, tax uh, discounts and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm not opposed to that. Uh, okay, hello, what's up, dude? Yo, what's up, man? What's going on? You look pretty different. You shaved your beard or something? I did. I did. You know, because I have this wrestling match, and it doesn't work with my Nacho Libre mask. The beard hangs out on the bottom, so <sighs> I just shaved it. But, you know, my, I know you don't want to get into the religious topics. <laughs> so, but I do, have to, I do have to press a question here, especially for Sergio. You say that you hold the Bible principally. You believe, you say you're a Christian. No, I don't. <laughs> I, well, don't actually, I don't hear no, 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 no. I didn't say you said you weren't the greatest Christian. I said you said you were a Christian. I think that Christianity is no. the truth. That doesn't say that I am a Christian. No, 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 no. I could pull up private conversations where you say you're a Christian. So let's just not, let's not. I'm a I literally say on my show all the time, I'm a secular Christian. That's the most opposite thing you can fucking say is that, that you're a secular Christian. That's oxymoron. There's no such it thing is. as it's, a secular exactly, Christian. But exactly. anyway, let me get to my question. Let me get to my question. You're a, you're a anybody, what? Yeah, I know, Andrew. It, it's confusing. It's confusing. It's <laughs> yeah. an oxymoron. Because, because like, you can blend science with religion, and people don't know how to do that anymore. But yeah, you can do that's that. Not, that's that's what we did that. for thousands of years. Was but, we actually no, 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 call no, no. religion correctly? You say you say you say marriage hasn't. Are you been a tall, a short person? <laughs> <laughs> you say marriage hasn't been a thing, but we have biblical documentations that marriage has been a thing since the beginning. So. You saying that it's not a thing, or has only been a thing for a couple hundred years? That's I said six thousand. I said six thousand years. Six thousand years has been a thing. Okay, what was it before that? Well, probably for a little bit, probably back to about eight to ten thousand years, we were doing something like marriage. But before that, from like a hundred thousand since Homo sapiens, about a hundred thousand years back to ten thousand years ago, it was, uh, yeah, it was the eighty forty thing that was going on, where there was one guy possibly sleeping with a lot of women or interchangeable monogamy. No, no, no. What, we what did not have marriage for that because again, that's what the do theory. you have to 
support that there was marriage for those 90,000 years? What do you have to support that there? Because no, if you just read some of Rolo's favorite evolutionary psychology books, it talks about how we were for most of the time period. And not that just was all, those are all theoretical. They don't have they don't have proof to support that. But what, what, what I'm getting at here's what I'm getting at. Do you think do you think there was wait hang on? Let me let me clarify this. Glenn, do you think there was marriage like fifty thousand years ago? Is that your position? I, I don't think I don't think the earth is fifty thousand years old. He's a fundamentalist. He's like this is the problem with Christians yeah. today. They don't even believe no. science. Doesn't make sense. Uh I do believe in science. I think science and the Bible actually speak the same language. Wait, so Sergio, Sergio, hang on. I just have one quick, one real quick, guys. I haven't jumped in at all. I just have one quick question for Sergio. Sergio, you are a believer in science? Yes. Can you tell us the scientific method? Uh, no, not perfectly. Can you tell me the scientific method perfectly? The seven, yes. the seven yes. steps, say it. Yes, I can tell you this. You're not reading method. anything, right? You're not going to read anything off right now because I see your eyes. You know, you want me to close yeah, this? Is such a lame I, don't, gotcha. I don't have a computer like, right in front of me, bro. I'm not like y'all. I don't have a computer in front of me. Do you want me to? This, this is such okay. a lame. Well, it's not that lame. Like, why do all these fucking people run around saying sciences are God? They don't even know the basic methodology. Hey, this science. right now. How do I know like, that, that you don't know it without a computer screen in front of you? You, I can't well, prove well, that. Well, it doesn't matter who. Which one of you guys knows the definition to that term or not? Wait, Glenn, what you said earlier, I'm trying to like to look kind of let you guys go at it, but what you said earlier is that it's like that you believe in science too. But no, like when you, you said that uh, I don't believe the earth is that old. Well, science does believe that the earth is much older no, than that. Science, science has a theory. There's no there's no there's no empirical data to to prove this. You don't believe in carbon dating? <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of empirical data. What is that's, this? That's, what 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 replications of it say? Oh, this exactly proves this is exactly this old. Nothing has replicated to do Just that. Go look up what carbon dating is on Wikipedia, and you yeah, can learn real quick, buddy. But yeah, anyways, they have carbon dating now. What I was getting, at, what I was at, getting at to the argument about marriage, because that's what you guys were talking about, is that you say we live in a post-marriage society. I say, okay, you might be right there. The counter to it, then, if you're saying the Bible is the right way to do things, then do things the way that the Bible says to do them would be kind of logically and smart. But you push no marriage. So then what you're pushing is pre premarital sex. You're, pre you're pre uh, pushing infidelity. You're pushing sexual immorality on guys. And you're saying you want them to do better. All yeah. those so things typically mention all those it. things cause problems to begin with. So while we say the solution is go back to a covenantal marriage, get the state out of relationships, and then have that be the marriage back to because what it was you're originally. Giving leverage to the woman, period. And right now, there's no marriage. reason in a gynocentric society where women are already fully taken over, there's what no reason for you to give leverage you, to the do woman. You even, do you even know all. what a covenantal marriage is? It's just through you and the church, and that's fine. Okay, so then it has that. nothing to do with the state. You're not giving the woman any leverage. You're giving leverage. No, if you if you tell a woman, no. I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life, when my actual sexual strategy as a male is to have a quality, have quantity, not, not not quality like a woman, when you have a whole different sexual strategy, you're signing yourself up for failure. Now, if she's the type of woman, she's like, look, 
I understand if you might go get your dick sucked one time or something like that. As long as you don't have, you know, an affair with another woman and you're emotionally attached to another woman. If, if women made that decision before the marriage and they all said, we are all going to be okay with men living in their, you know, hedonistic nature every once in a while because they're animals and they can make a mistake and we're still going to stay with them. I would say, great. But the problem is the guy is giving up his entire sexual strategy for that woman when he does that. And I don't think that's okay. I think it's a high chance of, of breaking up or divorce. And then, then you don't believe in the Bible. So then you don't think the Bible is the best practice. I think the Bible is no, the best. No, it for is or it isn't. Good people, pure good people, but no people are good and pure today. Everybody's it's going through trauma. Can you agree with me that most people are going through trauma or most people are good people today? Which one? Are most right. people good or most people going through trauma and bad? Trauma is not always a negative experience. Trauma but I'm asking just really simply, like, is there more people that are fucked up or more people that are really good people right now? That's debatable on the person. The person determines how they're going to be. I, well, I would just say that there's more people that are messed up. If I'm going to give you my opinion, I think 70 to 80% of people are super fucked up today. So we have to have a whole different strategy because people aren't moral. People don't have good virtues. People aren't good people. They sleep. A lot of women are sleeping around. There's no reason for you to sit here and try to do something historically that, that no, 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 worked no, no, for no, you for the last 6,000 years. Is, and we're not living in the last 6,000 years. What I'm proving is that you like to toot the church horn. When it's convenient, but then you want to toot the secular horn when it's convenient. Because there's two. Am I giving prescriptions to just men or just women? Rolo, I mean Glenn. Which one am I giving prescriptions to? Just men or just women? Both, right? So, so both, right? The prescription is again. The red pill tells you how people are, and the Bible tells you what to do about how people are. So, yeah, and I agree with you on that. Okay, I tell so women then, to then, do exactly what the Bible says. I'm not going to tell men to do that in the proper way. See, the marriage is not supposed to be involved in the state. Andrew could quote me on this. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, thou shalt get married with the state. Okay? Marriage was a covenant between a man, a woman, and God. That's it. Now, I'm saying that women up, don't deserve to get married up. today, bro. Bro, bro, bro. I just told Andrew this. I think if a guy finds a unicorn, I give him the prescription that he should fucking wife her. I don't, I want to get married, bro. I literally do want to get married. I think that if you find a unicorn, you should. Most these dorks are not going to find unicorns. Most of these guys aren't going to find a girl at all. If any, if a girl, period. So the thing is, you have to give prescriptions based off of that. Now, do I tell women all day long, the best prescription for the women is always going to be the godly one. It's always going to be the religious one. Always keep your legs closed. So, always always the, the, that's the best prescription for men, too. The best no, prescription for men is the godly one. Yes, it is. No, because these so women are running laps on the men. So, so you're telling, hey, guys, I want you to sin and have a problem with God in the end so that maybe, you know what, you fuck up and then you go to hell because that's my prescription for you guys. I don't believe in heaven and hell. Heaven and hell is here on earth, Glenn. A lot that is just to keep people locked into the religion. Yes, dude. Heaven and hell is here on earth. Go read the scripture some more, bro. You might learn where heaven and hell is. You don't. You're being a fundamentalist, bro. You believe everything literal. You believe everything literal in the Bible. You literally believe shit all literally. It's not literal. No, no. I believe shit because I know. Do you even know what a hermeneutic is? Do you even know? Okay, this is this is getting way off track. Any hermeneutic, Sergio. Answer that I, question. I, do you know what, do you even know what the word hermeneutics means? It's the study and, and the debate. What, what, no, what does the word mean? What does the word mean? I just know it's the study of these things and debate. Study of what things? things? Study of what? So the, I don't know if it's all religion or just Christianity. It's something like Actually, that. Actually, it's the study of literature, learning how to interpret what you read. Meaning if you read 
Shakespeare, you have to practice hermeneutics and understand what Shakespeare. All right, wait, hang on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang on, Glenn. Hang on, hang on. The definition game, I feel like, is super lame. Let's let's move off that. I do. We're going on for almost three hours. I do want to wrap up. You guys are more than welcome to connect. I'll be happy to connect you. Um, I think you might have my number, Glenn. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have your number. I got you. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I got your email. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll be happy to connect you guys. Uh, do you have any like uh, any last final questions for Andrew or Sergio? Well, like my question was going to go back to Andrew. Biblical patriarchy would be the best prescription to anybody that claims to be Christian, correct? Even if it was non-biblical yes. patriarchy. So I think that I think that patriarchy and a patriarchal structure is a fundamental which can't be escaped. So regardless of circumstance and even regardless of Christianity, I think that the default will always be patriarchal by necessity. Yeah. So even if you have a culture which is not Christian, in other words, for whatever reason, right, mm-hmm. uh, it, it'll still default to pa- a patriarchal system. There's just no way around it. Glenn, are you married right now? Yeah, I've been married. Okay. What What is your body count? My body count? Well, yeah. it's, it's up there. It, it's well <laughs> over 50. It's well over It's well over uh, <laughs> Myron Gaines' re- re- quota. But wait, but why are you saying that like men should live by biblical blah, 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 but you're in your own I, action? I, fuck I will say that I made the mistake of doing that. No way, like I did, and then I tried to say to do it. The Everyone always says that. But, but I didn't say it was benefiting me. I didn't never, I'm never the one that's saying, oh, I brought gems back. Because I didn't bring gems back. I Dude, that's, that's what any, anybody who that understands that religion understands that analogy. Like, I don't get how you don't understand that. Like how, like, a guy, one thing, can go through trauma and learn things. It's almost like, like literally saying, like, it's like the girl that says, you know what? Yeah, I sucked a lot of dick, but I, it was all practice for you, honey. Yes, like, because you know, men and women are the same, right, Glenn? You, you you said this on Twitter the other day. You said because men and women are the same, right? You're so goofy when you bring up that no, point. Men and women are the same. same but, but you know what? <laughs> Telling one group of people it's okay to sin is not okay. It's like, oh, you guys are cool to sin. Go ahead do your sin. But girl, I'm not telling guys to go sin. I'm saying that they're not going to probably find a you unicorn. Are. You are, though. You are. How? If you're How? saying for guys not to practice the Bible, like that's not the best way for them to do it, then you are encouraging them to sin. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's just really what it is. If you're telling guys to get involved with women, not be married, to practice sexual immorality, all right, you're telling them that it's they're, they're okay to sin. But God, that's what you did yourself. That's literally yeah, and what I, you did. And I also tell guys, don't do that what I did. So I don't say practice <laughs> oh, what God. I do. So it's not being hypocritical. It's simply saying, yo, I, I just like, I, I stand on the, the shit, bro. I stand on who I I stand on my shit, bro. I'm gonna stand on my shit. I'm not gonna sit there and tell people fine, that like, you know how what? it is. It's I'm gonna say like, how it is, how the world is, not what should. You know, as you know from Red Pill, you know but, what but is. You're not saying what should. So you're actually saying the same thing. What should? You're saying what guys should do is go sleep around and mess around with all these women. That's what you're saying. I'm, I'm that, saying that's the world what, is already messed up, so you should probably find solutions to the messed up world. That's yeah, all it is. The solution is to go back to what works. Go back to what okay. you say. The born born again virgins for men and women. Every man and woman, you need to become born again virgins again, guys. Born again virgins. Women, are, no, they don't believe in born again virgins. I you see, it was different. Can a man be a born again virgin? There's no you such see, thing as born again virgins. You it know, was, it was a little different when I fucked those fifty girls because um, 
I was doing it for research. I wanted to see no, I was, how well their titties were bouncing. So but, uh, but, that. Like, I was not a Christian back then. I didn't have this biblical worldview back then when I operated that way. Now that I did, I see my mistakes. I don't encourage people to make my same mistakes. Mm, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, let's uh, wrap up. I don't. I think we're get coming on the three hour mark. Always appreciate you, Glenn. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Take it easy, buddy. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, uh, let's do uh, just a quick plug. Surgery. You want to plug your podcast? Yeah, guys, check out Purple Pill Pod. Um, I'm doing a whole rebranding and everything. It's my one year next week on Friday. I uh, I know everybody's probably like, oh, this channel is just like all the other ones. No, I actually want to teach the ladies shit. If y'all are interested in women actually learning red pill to uh, become better and make society better instead of just teaching men this stuff and just gatekeeping all the information for just men like red pill likes to do a lot gatekeeping information um and cherry picking data if you're the type where you like hearing evolutionary psychology and more than just the same shit rollo spouts all the time or you like the idea of women you know learning this stuff come and check out my show like i said we're rebranding next week and doing a whole new classroom thing but yeah thank you everybody for letting me come thank you alex bro i really appreciate you andrew was an awesome fucking person to get to debate with so i really appreciate it man Sweet. Andrew, uh, you want to plug your channel? Yeah, my name is Andrew Wilson, host of the one and only Crucible, fastest debate platform, or fastest growing debate platform online, at least to my knowledge. I appreciate everybody taking their time this evening to come out and watch this um, spirited debate. I had a lot this week, and so now I get to put the brakes on and get back to uh, hosting debates and uh, my other content. To all of you DGens out in Alex's chat, Thank you so much for having me on again. Appreciate it very much. And have a wonderful night. Have me on, Mofo. I'm down to debate anyone. I know. I know. We'll get it set up, man. I promise. All right, all dude, right, cool. dude all right. me and Alex for PUA versus Soul Circle game or something. That would be fun. Um, I don't know if we'll have, actually. Let's talk offline. I don't know if we'll have too much of a disagreement uh, when we get into the details. All right. Anyway, guys. So appreciate you all. We're going to wrap up. Uh, tomorrow, we are doing speed dating. Uh, so you guys have that to look forward to. We're also going to drop an epic video for you tomorrow. So stay tuned to that. Let's give a big appreciation to both debaters. It was a spirit debate, but it was uh, relatively respectful. So check out a purple pill pod, check out the crucible and yeah, appreciate you guys and have a good night. Take it easy.